Blog Talk Radio. Peace and greetings, peace and greetings, brothers and sisters. Peace and greetings. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom to you out there. Welcome in one more time right here to Culture Freedom Radio Network. Most definitely, we are in his house with you again. Most definitely in his house with you again. Delighted to be here once again. All praise due to the Most High. Yah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Uh, yes, sir. Give yourself a round of applause, brothers and sisters. Give yourself a round of applause. <laughs> Yes, sir. This is, brothers and sisters, uh, you know, this tonight we're going to be doing something very different right here tonight on the Coach of Freedom Radio Network. Most definitely going to do something a little bit different tonight right here for Coach of Freedom Radio. We're going to even open up different and all of that right here for tonight. Let me make sure I'm checking my sound. Make sure everything is clear. I think so. Yes, sir. Um, let's see. Open my map. But this here right here, first of all, let me give you the date. Right here on our Hebrew calendar, this is the 21st day of the month for the Hebrew calendar called uh, Abdur, Abdur on the Hebrew calendar, which is the year 5,784 of Ador. So this is the Hebrew calendar. Like I said, it's the 21st of Ador, which is the month of the Hebrew calendar called Abdur. And uh, 500, I mean, 5,784 on the calendar, but which here on the calendar we use here in America as well. Uh, they call the Gergelian calendar, which is March the 1st, 2024. Yes, sir, brothers and Um I got a couple of things before we get right on to this show and open up. But tonight right here, we're going to talk about biblical laws, biblical laws and rules of life and spirituality. Yes, sir. Indeed. Biblical laws, uh, rules of life and spirituality. Yes, sir. And let me see here. Okay, I'm trying to read some right fast. Okay. Yeah, 10-4 day. I got you. 10-4. 10-4. Yes, sir. But like I said, that's what we got right here tonight, brothers. So we're going to talk about biblical laws and not just biblical laws, but just, just, we're going to, well, we're going to talk about biblical laws and probably some ancient laws from ancient cultures and just rules of life and spirituality. Yeah. Because, you know, things are rules of life. We have to have rules of life, uh, brothers and sisters, because every society has rules. And even in your home, your mother and father, even when you was a child, your mother and your father established rules, laid down laws in their home. And you probably now as a parent, if those who are parents out there, and even if you don't have to be a parent, but you still set down laws in your home, which is your kingdom. But we have to have laws and things, right? And rules of life. If not, we would see a lot of things that we're seeing now, especially in America, we're seeing a lawless society. Yes, a lawless society. But before I get into that right here, brothers, I want to open up with a couple of things. I want to open up with a prayer and open up with a Psalms. But I also want to do right here, first and foremost, I got to do this one. Y'all know that um, the brother, y'all have been listening to Culture Freedom for a, a long time. My brother, Umar Sharif, you know, I used to do uh, promotion for Fars. He used to have, you know, a bookstore, uh, Masjid El Salam, and a bookstore down in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, you know, I used to do, like I said, advertisement. He had lectures and all type of things down there. Um, 
great elder, uh, actually gave us one of our awards that Coach of Freedom Radio had. Uh, we received we received a uh, certificate of appreciation award from Magic El Salam back in 2015. Yes, sir, for Coach of Freedom Radio Appreciation Award. Uh, we greatly do appreciate that. But um, I had spoke to the I hadn't have not spoke to the elder in a, in a while. But I was going through YouTube, and I, you know, he has a YouTube channel, and uh, called the Tents of Kedar, and I hadn't been getting the YouTube um, notifications, but just so happened, I seen something where he was over in uh, Ghana. He's in Ghana, and um, but I was saying something on there, like he was saying, you know, dedication to my wife, and I was like, dedication to his wife, and it's kind of like, so I kept going. I went down on the feed a little bit, and I see a video from about a month ago where he was having a funeral, as they say, funeral for his wife. Yes, his his wife, the elder, the queen, uh, made a transition. Uh, so he's in Ghana now, so I, you know, I didn't want to call him, so I just texted him and said my condolences, but I'm just not seeing that. So um, I think his wife's name was uh, uh, Adela, Adela Sharif. So to start this thing off right now, and for my, um, out of respect for the sister, I used to talk to the sister, and she was, you know, the brother said, man, my wife is always asked, what's Sunray, what's Sunray? So I want to give my, uh, right now, I just want to do a moment of silence for our sister, our elder, um, you know, and condolence uh, for right Culture Freedom Radio, because, you know, Brother Umar has, you know, I, 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 we had an interview with, um, Sister, um, what was her name? Sister, I can't even think of the name, y'all. I'm trying to get my words out right here. Y'all seeing it? I'm not in high energy like I used to. But we was, um, we had an interview with, he set all of this up, you know, we had an interview with uh, Dr. Scott Whitaker, our sister, um, uh, man, I can't even think of the name. Come on, man. Come on, Aria. You'll get it right in a minute. But y'all know the sister, the elder, uh, Ah, I can't even think of her name. Come on now. Why you can't even remember the sister's name? Aria? Uh, man, I, I want to say it. Can't get it out, but I go ahead. But let's do a moment of silence. And while we're doing a moment of silence, I think of her name, y'all. Let's get a moment of silence for a second. Well, good sister, uh, um, Adela Sharif. Yes, sir. All praise is due to the Most High, y'all. All praise is all praise. Our deepest condolences and may her transition been a peaceful transition. And before that, like I said, let's get um tell y'all we got to start off a little bit different tonight. Because one thing is Shabbat. This is our Shabbat day. This is the day that we start right here, Shabbat Eve. Shabbat Eve starts at Friday night, what we call Friday night sundown to what they call a Saturday night sundown. So it does start off our Shabbat. Tonight, for all the Hebrew Israelites out there and Hebrews and Jews, whatnot, you know, whatever, you know, title, uh, Sada Shabbat. But I want to start off right here and open up with a prayer. Can I do that for, for y'all, so some brother? Then I get a Psalms, and we're going to get this uh, thing started tonight right here. First, let's open up with a prayer, brothers and sisters. It's, oh, Yahweh, God of our salvation, save us and gather us together and deliver us from the heathens so that we may give thanks unto their holy name. And glory to thy praise. Blessed be the holy name of Yahweh our Elohim and Israel forever. O Yahweh thy Elohim, let us not be confounded and let those let those who persecute us 
And let us not be confounded. And let, oh, excuse me, Shalaki, Shalaki, messed up, y'all. And let, oh, Yahweh, let them be confounded that persecute us. And let us not be confounded. Let our enemies be dismayed, but not, but not let us be dismayed. Bring upon our enemies the day of evil and, the destroy, and destroy them with double destructions. Oh, Yahweh, thy Elohim, forgive our fathers for breaking your laws. And please forgive us for breaking your laws as well, Yahweh. Help us to never bring shame upon their great name, nor the reproach against thee. For surely we have turned ourselves to thee, O Yahweh, thy Elohim, trying to be upright. And as we confess our faults, please grant us protection against all of our faults. Cleanse us from our secret faults and guide us the best of morals. For surely our prayers and our sacrifice and our lives and our death are all for thee. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. And I want to read one more thing right here. Read Psalms um, Psalms 125, if we can, brothers and sisters. It says, hallelujah, hallelujah. They that trust in Yahweh, the Elohim, shall be as Mount Zion. We cannot be removed and abide forever. As the mountains are round about Jerusalem, so Yahweh, the Elohim, is round about his people from henceforth ever, even forever. For the rod of the wicked shall not rest upon the lots of righteousness, least the righteousness put forth their hands unto iniquity. Do good, O Yahweh, the Elohim, unto those that do good, and to them that are upright in their hearts. As for such as turn aside unto thou crooked ways, Yahweh, the Elohim, lead them forth the workers of iniquity. But peace shall be upon Israel. Hallelujah, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. All praise to the Most High. Yah. We thank y'all for tuning in. Like I said, one more time right here to Liberation Tabernacle of Yah. Well, it is Liberation Tabernacle of Yah, Culture Freedom Radio Network, all of those things right there, Lines by Radio. Just want to get in here. So let's jump into it, brothers and sisters. Just want to get it that in here. But, um, man, um, so many things, y'all. They just kind of like, yeah, uh, been been hearing some news. That's why I, I don't know. I just I guess I'm not in the high energy right now. But I throw something else right here. Um, right fast. We really got to stay prayed up, brothers and sisters. Really got to stay prayed up and stay grounded. My wife and I went to a restaurant, and I'm gonna get, we're gonna get into the t- title. I mean, topic. But I just got to throw this out here. Went to a restaurant yesterday for the first time. I've never been to this restaurant, but went in there. It was, you know, the lady was talking to us, giving our orders, and she was like, "Well, we're gonna be closed next week. You know, we're gonna be closed." But we got. She kept on saying, "We got to get a mental break." Me and my husband, we just got to get away. We got to get a mental break. We just going through so much. And she said they lost nineteen, nineteen friends and associates in one week. Let me say it again, y'all. 19 friends and associates in one week. She said some of it was due to heart attacks and, you know, other things. Um, But she said there were two people that they knew. One one person, one guy committed suicide. It was two people committed suicide, one of them, one of their best friends. And she was saying how the guy, you know, he, he just he just bought a new car. 
Uh, they just moved in a new home. It's just like she was like, man, like he was just, 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 just everything was fine. Like he was on top of the world. But he and check this out, y'all said, but he he kept himself. But he left a suicide note and said, the devil won. Said again, she said he left a note and said, the devil won. Yeah, that was his suicide note. So like she was saying, man, you, you 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 never know what a person is going through. No matter, you know, they could be, you could think they don't got all the finances. They got everything like, you know, um, like the, what's, the, what's the young guy named Duvall saying that song, I'm living my best life. You can think they live in their best life, but you really don't really know what's actually truly happening mentally and spiritually with some people. Yeah, that was just that was disheartening. She she said there's a lady right down in the same shop um, shopping center. Her dad had killed himself, but she didn't say exactly. He went into detail on that one. But what got me were when she said the guy said the devil won, y'all. Man, most high have mercy. But yeah, that's what we're gonna be getting into tonight right here, man. Talk about biblical laws and rules of life and spirituality and 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 i promise y'all we surely need some spiritual upliftment and spiritual guidance around here man with all of this stuff we're seeing and and there's a lot of troublesome people out here man um i don't know there's an old gospel song right fast i got y'all mics over brother dave and brother alpha male there's an old gospel song and i said that it, it reminds me a song says trouble in my way I got to cry sometime. Trouble in my way. I got to cry sometime, y'all. I remember that old gospel song. My grandmama and them used to sing, play all the time. And that's surely a truth thing in there, man. Sometimes trouble in our way. Sometimes we just want to cry sometime, man. God have mercy. Yes, sir. But, oh, yeah, Shabbat Shalom, Shabbat Shalom. Y'all mics open, brothers. We're going to get into it. Go ahead. We're going to jump into it tonight. We'll talk about these biblical laws today and how how is it impacting us and today how can we utilize these biblical laws and um even how was even with looking at brothers right fast um when america was established did they even use some biblical laws with establishing america yeah we're gonna look into that too y'all did they and do rules of life. Do we need rules? Do we need these some laws? Do we need ordinance and uh, statues in our life? Do we need it? Because y'all, some people say, hey, we don't we don't need no Bible. We don't need no book to tell us what to do. Y'all know, y'all heard the conscious community really say that. We don't need no book to tell us what to do. Okay. Okay. But uh, let's get into it, y'all. Shabbat shalom, my brother. Y'all come on in and Let's get it on, like Soul Train. Shabbat shalom, Shabbat shalom. Yeah, Shabbat shalom, brother Alpha Male. Yes, sir. Peace to your brother. Yeah. Man, what do you think about that one, brother? With the, hey, hey, ahead, brother. hey, Shabbat shalom, Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom. Uh, shalom. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom. Uh, I'm gonna get everybody shabbat shalom. I gotta run, 
make a, yes, I got to go make a run real quick, and I'll be back in about five minutes, uh, about yes, five sir. ten minutes. I got you. I got yeah, you. I, yes, sir. All right. Yes, sir. All right. Well, what, what, what were you saying, Brother Alpha Mill? Uh, I actually didn't. <laughs> oh, okay. That's not you saying something. Well, what, what did you think about that one, brother? When the when the, when the brother though, man, left a note that saying, "Uh, man, the devil won." That that got me, bro. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm not laughing because it's funny. Yes, sir. I'm I'm laughing because I can relate. Hmm. Uh, I had a, uh, uh, now I don't know if physical pain is, is, pain is mental pain, but there were many days and I could tell you that something always told me, you know, wouldn't it be nice if you didn't wake up? Wow. You know, you, you wouldn't be in pain no more, but I'm, I'm kind of stubborn. But it it was constant. It was like, <laughs> yeah, man, I'm telling you, it's, it's you you got to be really strong in your mind. You got to be really attached in your spirit to survive that. And it, it, it's it's how do I put it? It's it's in everything. When you at that state, it's in the food you eat, the air you breathe, the sounds you hear. Uh, it's just like constant. It's almost like a drone telling you just it would be better if you don't wake up. Mm. You know? And because uh, I told you all the story about the uh, doctor that looked at me and said, you know, I, I can see what's wrong with you and I can fix you. And uh, <laughs> that was probably my last chance. Wow. In all honesty. Because I, you know, I gave up. I said, well, you know, <laughs> if I don't wake up, but, you know, just me being hearty, I'm like, nah, that, that, that ain't cool either. I, I, I ain't never ran from nothing. And uh, got got the surgery, man, and it's been all uphill since then. But that was a, a 15, it might have been longer than 15 years, but I, I can relate to that, that sentiment, you know. So, yes, sir. Now go ahead, brother. Oh, man, I'm, I'm, hey, <laughs> I've been down that road myself, brother. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's, it's not far fetched. It's not, you know, science fiction. It's not like you know, like you would see in a movie where there's this figure, you know, this evil figure. It just it attacks yeah. your spirit. Yes, sir. And, and, you, and your spirit's attached to your will. And once your spirit's defeated, you have no will to do anything. Mm. Yes, sir. Right. Yeah, I've I've had those. Um, I had that experience. Well, I didn't try to use a gun to blow my head off or nothing like that. Hey, thank God. But I, I wanted to get out of here. And I've tried. I ain't going to lie. It was some things that was going on um, many years ago, y'all. That's before I really got deep into my spiritual self. Um, and I did, man. I, I just gave up. And um, 
I did try to kill myself. I ain't gonna lie, y'all. But the Most High didn't. Like I said, what they say, man, the elders say he had a plan for me. It wasn't my time. And I thank the Most High that I didn't because, tell y'all, man, I wouldn't be here doing what I'm doing today. So he had I most definitely know there was a plan for me because I most definitely tried to. And, and I said, right. people say, this, this is what people say. That's a coward move. Man, you t- it take a coward to kill himself. No, nah, that's, a, that's a, I don't know who the hell said that lie. <laughs> I don't know who said that. Where, that, where that lie came from. I mean, even put the gun in your head to blow your brains out. But now, you know what I think about? It? I said, man, I be when I, and sometimes, man, like I said, that spirit was still. It, it would try to come to you, like some something happen. Man, why don't you just go get out of here, man? It'd be like you said, it'd be better off if you was dead. You know, they don't say that you need to kill yourself, but like you said, right. it might be like. Things to be better, man. You would did. You wouldn't even have to worry about none of that stuff. It's like crazy. I'm like, nah. You gotta go. You get away from here, babe. But it's like you say, get behind me, Satan. <laughs> but like, like I said, uh, I'm scared. I'm scared. I don't know, man. Look, I'm scared of the most high. You know, uh, you, you gotta be messed up, doc. I, I really just gonna get hit by the truck or something. I ain't gonna do that. Cause you know, uh-uh, no sir. Yeah, but you're right, brother. It'd be like, man. You wouldn't have to worry about this stuff, man. People, 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 you'd be better off, man, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, that's that's a hard one. That's a hard one now. I can't lead to the most house. It's time to check out, sorry, y'all. Time to go. <laughs> yes, sir. But, uh, man. It's so yeah. strange because yeah. you, you, now hindsight is, uh, an amazing thing because now at the time and even after the time I didn't realize what I was going through mm. so it, so I didn't say I, I can't say I was outright trying to end it yes, but my, my behavior changed to where I really didn't care one way or the other mm. so so you know I, I, I you just being risky, you know what I mean? Like, yes, uh, I, like I'm the type I don't I don't start trouble. But in that state, I started a lot of trouble, and really didn't care how it turned out, and was in it to win it. You know what I mean? Like, yes, just <laughs> like me going up against a grizzly bear. What <laughs> wasn't no sweat? Let's be going. You know, it, 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 that, <laughs> but now that I look back on it, you know what I mean? That, that was stupid. <laughs> and it, it was uh, th- theoretically suicidal. Mm. But I didn't care. Yeah, it, it could have been three cops, 12 cops, 100 cops. I don't care. Let's do this. That's it. <laughs> yeah, it's just a deep thing. And, and now that I think about it, a lot of our young folks are experiencing the same thing because if you look at the behavior, man, they 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 all out and they don't care if they ever die. They 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 just out there, and it yep. makes you think that's that same spirits on them for some reason. And and I know this is off the topic, but a lot of these kids, a lot of these kids have been. Mentally and sexually abused, man, mm. and and that 
I, I don't care what nobody says. A child that's abused n- never gets right, even into adulthood. You know, so they're out here feeling it. Then that that that's the difference in the pain that I was feeling, and the pain that could, you know, mess your mind up. It's all the same because that spirit jump on you. You don't care no more. So that spirit keeps saying, man, you better off dead. I might as well go out here and gang back. You know, I might as well get me a pistol and, you know, the place stick them up. Mm. So, yeah, I think this this spirit is is everywhere. But you on topic, brother. I mean, you're not on topic because number one, it's dealing the title spirituality, and that's that's a spirit. But anytime we 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 giving, you know, um, man, we talking about something that can help people anyway. So it's always on topic because we giving things that they help. Because somebody out there going through something right now, they'd be listening to this. So they'd be going through something, and 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 it probably was even though we have a topic, but somebody is meant for us to talk about some of this stuff. Somebody listening, you know, yeah, so we always on topic regardless, <laughs> you know, yeah, so, you know, I, but man, yeah, this, it's, it's, but like I said, brother, something going on out here, them so they, uh, one week, I bet, man, I bet they are spiritual, I mean, uh, they are wrecked, she was like, we got to get away, we got to get away, it's a husband yeah. and wife in all the restaurant, so yeah, I, I don't, I can imagine, oh, man, um, I want to read one thing right fast. Could kind of talk about the law for day again, because um, I was looking up something, and I was, you know, because I've always heard, you know, the foundation of America. You know, we say that they say this is a Christian. What they some of them say a Judeo Christian society. So I was even looking up some stuff earlier. Um, um, what a site type, and I was like, did the how did the Bible, did, it, did America, did the Bible impact the laws or something to that degree? American laws. And I looked up something. It said the Bible and American law. And it says the Bible has a significant impact on American law and constitutional tradition. The early colonists who settled in British North America brought with them the English common law, a system of jurisprudence that that is leading authority um, claim is based on Christianity. Now, that's what it says, but this ain't this. I need a whole, a whole article. It says the Bible, the biblical, the Bible's influence on law face increasing challenges, especially these challenges and only laws that uh, can be defended on secular grounds have survived in the 21st century. But uh, the article I was reading, it was talking about how, yeah, that, According to Oscar Academic, Oscar University here. Press, the Bible has had a significant... Okay, this thing talking, I don't want to talk. <laughs> yeah, but it did say that early colonists and stuff, because basically it was saying Christianity, bro, but you know, what did Christianity even stem from out of Judaism? So, yes, there's a lot of, they said a lot of, some like, um, they say the Mosaic law and things did um, impact a lot of the, the foundations of the American... Um, laws when they first established here. So, yes, I believe the impact on how they structured the laws in America. And even when we go way back with that, even biblical laws, we talk about before 
you had um, other ancient laws and ancient texts. They'd always been systematic laws. Uh, like there's something y'all know. I don't know if y'all know about the laws of Hammurabi, which they date back, man, we hundreds of maybe hundreds of thousands of years, uh, way before there was anything called a Bible, right? It were um, because you know even Abraham. This been a place called Or or Chaldea. So he, there were always some similar laws. And I'm trying to find here, have this book that talk about, uh, have a book called uh, Encyclopedia, uh, it's Illustrated Encyclopedia on Bible Facts. And this goes into, man, I mean, just everything. Talk about laws and statues and stuff. But he was even talking about here, like you got some laws called the Hittite laws. Um, right. Is it the Hittite laws assumes that a God was was a conquering ruler of the nations. But in the Bible, the relationship between God and Israel is a more of a personal one. Israel is God's treasured possession. But it was just talking about how in the Near East, if you study like what they call Near East, which Asiatic area in that area outside of Africa, um, most people would say Asia. They call it the ancient Near East, Mesopotamia, and all that. There was always some kind of uh, laws, and and a lot of it plays out even in the Bible, which people, some people won't acknowledge. <laughs> but even when you get to reading the story of Noah, uh, that's the whole story of Noah. There's an actual um, story that even predates that with someone named Um. They call it Um Nephishtim. Uh, an ancient Mesopotamia um, legend and tradition. So there's a lot of this stuff goes in there, but there always been somewhere, some kind of law that uh, we call laws that was established. And a lot of it just plays straight out in the Bible. Like, you know, you always had somewhere a uh, law about murdering, stealing, and killing, and things of this nature. But uh, one other thing, right fast, and they jump in when you get ready. But like, is I'm here this thing called laws and statutes, but when you get into the Bible, there are several different forms of laws, or maybe we say laws of codes that deal with several different uh, things in far as a society. And you remember now when they talked about Moses, they were getting ready, to, and Moses was telling them, well, when you get ready to go into the land of Canaan, and they was establishing because they was basically all, now this is how I basically put it, y'all. This is my words. Uh, they were getting ready to establish their constitution, right? Because they was getting ready to go into the land of and, and, and of Canaan, establish their governance, how they were going to govern themselves. So they had different laws, such as, uh, you know, you had um, independent um, independent laws of independent responsibility, uh, equality laws. You had like civil laws and. Um, let me see. I'm just I'm kind of looking at some of the things to keep myself in line here. Pull it up. Um, law, holiness laws. You had ceremonial laws. You know, you had there was stuff with the audit of Covington. You had dietary laws, uh, quarantine laws. You know, when they was talking about how, like, one thing here, talk about quarantine when um, a woman here, uh, like, the, someone is dead. There were rules when you, you know, when someone died. That, that that you couldn't 
to be impurity called impurity and stuff like that. You couldn't come in a temple if you had been around dead bodies and type of thing. A woman on a menstrual cycle and you know, things of that nature. So they even had laws of quarantine. Notice when somebody had they said had leprosy at that time. You had to be they had to be quarantined. So um yeah, like I said, you had civil laws, religious laws, main political uh, laws of political uh, leaders and uh, court systems. So that's why I said something in criminal laws. So this is why I say sometimes when we say we got to get back to the laws of the Torah, we have to be more specific than that. That's general. That's a general term. We got to get back to the laws of the Torah. Basically, like, which ones? What, right. what are we talking about? And how And how do we deal with um, some of these laws today, because certain things that um, that was just talked about in the Bible, as uh, far as the laws, we don't do them today. We don't, we don't, we don't do them today. And 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 here's something for a matter of fact. Um, it's like crimes against a person. And now I, I'm gonna have to ask this question. Now, we said we got to get back to the laws, statutes, and commandments of the Most High, right, which we talk about laws of the Bible, biblical laws. Now, here's something when it talked about the laws of the law of rape, right? Uh, try to get these glasses out here. Now, would we do this today? Would we do this today? And we got to get back to the laws. Would we be doing this today? Because it's talked about here in the Bible when a woman is raped and um, – her, her, her uh, rapist, he either, I'm trying to find it exactly. Okay, here we go. It is a, I'm just read this one here. It says, if a woman was attacked and did not cry out for help, her attacker was not guilty of rape. But if she was, but if she sought help without being able to get it, and, and if she was married and betrothed, you know, which is engaged, uh, her husband was to be put to death. I mean, her attacker, I'm sorry, was to be put to death. If an unmarried woman was raped, the attacker had to pay a dowry price. Now, back in the days, uh, it says 50 shekels, which is silver, 50 pieces of silver. In fact, uh, he often had to pay a double dowry to make her more desirable, a desirable bride. The woman might decide to marry her attacker, or her father might decide to that the two should get married. Now, let's just stop right there. Now, we say we got to get back to the law, statute, commandments of the bullseye. Now, are we saying if someone raped your daughter today, and Lord Most High, please, hope it don't happen, but I'm just, we just going here trying to have a discussion. If something like that would happen, would we... <laughs> Tell that damn attacker when they caught him, you gonna have to pay me fifty a hundred thousand dollars. No, hell no, a hundred a thousand dollars or, or uh, five hundred dollars, and you gonna marry my daughter. Would we do that today? <laughs> I know, I know, goddamn well I wouldn't. I, I would be one of them ones put his ass to death, like he was saying at first. Put his ass to death. Whether she cried out or not, I put his ass to death. Yeah, I I couldn't get with that one in in this day and age. 
Matter of fact, do it. Go ahead, brother. I, I want. I, I want them dead just for just smacking them bones. You know. <laughs> so, yeah. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> yeah. And 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 see, this is why we we have to sometimes when I we say that and see things like that was in those days. So we thought, well we gotta follow the Bible, what a, well yeah, certain things that was in their days, but here's there are some modifications. And this is what I, I do peep out with a lot of what we call the, the Jews in Judaism, or was it rabbinical Judaism or whatnot. Um they would still talk about the laws, but 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 like it said, it was one portion I had somewhere. I forgot in one of the books I have, and it talks about how uh, it does have to be when your society has its change. You have to change those with your cultural ways of today, and still not try to get away from actually to knock what it's saying, but you have to make it rela- relatable to your day and this time. Because we don't, I don't know of nowhere where they actually, I don't know, maybe there is some parts like in Afghanistan or somewhere they probably still do that because they still beat the hell out of them folks, stone folks to death and stuff over there. But we put people in jail today. That's a different system that we have over here. And today they get caught, they put their ass in jail. They do a rape test and rape kit, all that stuff, and they go into jail. We don't, we don't do this. So even with that, uh, if we still look at this, there the Bible was still speaking though of uh, a a uh, a penalty law for raping someone. So, but that's still a law that we can still point back to the Bible uh, and what was that in the Deuteronomy and and, and show that like they just Deuteronomy twenty two uh, chapter twenty two and talking about that. So we still can point to that where the Bible did speak about it and how it's a penalty. For raping a woman, but we're not today in in our age gonna do as it said exactly how it said they did it because we don't do that. But we can point, like I said, but we're showing that the Bible said, "Hey, you do have to penalize somebody for raping someone." That's what we can relate. So that's why I said some things in the Bible, uh, morality laws, property laws, we point to it and look at it, but we can extract it and we got to make it relatable to our day and our time. Because, like, we look at certain things in the Bible, um, you'll see when Moses is speaking, hell, he's talking to them. But people like, they act like, you know, like Moses talking right to us. Like, this stuff is really written for us right now in 2024. Like, he was talking like, oh, man, that's day, day, and time. We don't do a lot of the things that we've done back then. So that's why I'm really, I'd be technical and I try to be technical. We said we got to get back to the law, statutes, and commandments. Are you talking about exactly how they did it? Because we don't ride horse and buggies no more. So they was talking about horse and buggies and uh, if you somebody donkey and all of this stuff, we don't ride donkeys no more. Now, we might ride right. Ford pickup. We ride Mustang, Ford Mustangs, but we don't ride <laughs> damn actual donkeys, you know. So, you know, so that's a <laughs> – yeah, but, uh, yeah, we – but it's I don't know, bro. But we have to. We should have laws, and America does have laws of today. And but if you got something else for America, I'm just throwing out some things because I'm getting it's a couple of things. Yeah, even though, like you said, it's not uh, like the the penalty has changed, but the fact that it's a crime or it's a sin remains. 
And there will be a chemistry. Yes, sir. Uh, unlike Paul says, we're not under the law. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the, like how America is taking this. We, hey, we're not under the law. That seems like, you know what, I, I know I'm going somewhere else, but I shouldn't. The one politics in here, but y'all is always uh, relevant. It's like that's what the Democrats are basically doing today with their so-called criminal reform bills. Uh, well, I don't know if you can call them their criminal reform thing, as they saying. Uh, they're giving out the Paul Doctrine. Hell, you can go rob, loot, steal, kill, and murder. Hell, you ain't under the law no more. So you can do this, and you're going to go – yeah, you might go to jail, but we're going to let you out on bond for free. Do as thou wilt. And that's what they say to be doing, the Paul Doctrine. Yeah. And uh, you familiar with Aleister Crowley? Yes, sir. <laughs> that, that, that was his slogan. But that was, yes, sir. That, that, was letting their, that, that was more for devil worship. That's how they justify devil worship. Mm, yep. And that's so exactly that's, what they do. Do as you yeah. will. As long as it make you feel yeah. good, do it. Yeah, and yes, that's sir. and and ain't that ain't that Satan's job to give you the desire you, the desires of your flesh? Hmm. Yes, sir. <laughs> and and here's the here's the here's the smooth thing. Now, Satan doesn't have the power to force you to do anything. He's just like a little bird in your ear, always trying to influence you to do the things. Mm-hmm. So. Then you had to ask yourself, whose fault is it that I did it? You know how people say, well, mm. the devil made me do it. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, and I like you said, just, uh, Mel, because I don't know if you're familiar with what the Quran said, but you you, you, you talking what the Quran says. Uh, what my man always says, there, 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 there aren't really any original thoughts. You know, there's you so, much, so much unknown history in a man's DNA. You know, mm. <laughs> does, does he truly know from whence he came? Man, yes, sir. Let me get that Quran while I'm saying that. Because I'll I be saying it all the time. And I said, well, let me get this Quran in here. Because there's a chapter in here. Uh, I forget exactly how top where it's at. It's been so long since I read this old Quran here. Uh, man, but it's called the Whisperer. Because what you're saying, bro, like I said, people like, but that's what, what you said that people say, well, the devil made me do it. But it's like, uh-uh, I ain't make you do nothing. Uh uh-uh. Like with the, and that's what what it says in the Quran. It's like, oh, I didn't make you do nothing. I only suggested. That's why right. he's called in 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 the Holy Quran. He's called the Whisperer. He only whispers uh, into the heart of man and suggests that you do it. Like I said, and I said this several times. Shalom, shalom. Yeah, shalom, shalom. I'm gonna finish shalom. this part out right fast, Dave, and I'm gonna get it right back to. I'm gonna get it to you. But there's a part in here uh, that says, um, I'm trying to look for this whisper too, but it talked about him in the Quran. Like it's been so long, I ain't going to be able to find it, y'all, off the top of my head. But it speaks about on the day of judgment. And it talks about, like, even your own body parts going to be a witness. Surah 14, verse 22. The whisperer? Yes, yeah, Surah 14, verse 22. 
Said 14. 14, verse 22. So you're talking about on, and the day, and the, and the, uh, you're talking about when Satan will say, I, yeah. I have, when he's, go ahead. Surah 14, verse 22. Yeah, I got fourteen twenty-two. Damn, I had a bookmark too. Damn, I sure did. There you a bookmark. Go. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to remember, but yeah, and say we'll say uh, when the matter is decided, if Allah was who gave you a promise of truth to our promise, he said, "Wait a minute, Allah, let me see, make sure that's the right one." I don't know if it's the right one I wanted, but I, it was it was on the day of judgment. We were talking about the day of judgment when man stand before the Most High. You know, as the Bible, the Holy Quran says Allah. We still it says God in, in English, translated God in English. But anyway, it was saying how um, on the day of judgment because it was saying all your body parts is gonna be a judgment against you. Your arm gonna be a witness against you. Your leg, everything was gonna be a witness against you. Your own body parts gonna be a standing witness judge against you. But isn't that though? But it was saying how. You know how we say the devil made me do it, but it's going to like, we say, well, as here it said, Hashetan, what the devil made. It said, he going to be called to a witness. Satan, Hashetan, going to be called to the witness stand. And it says, hey, um, did you tell him to, like, I always use this analogy, y'all, I don't know why, but did you tell him to snatch that, that elderly lady purse? And Hashetan going to say, no, nah, I didn't tell him that. I didn't tell him to snatch well, all the thing I did, I just suggested, hey, man, if you need some money, you said you need some money, right? If I was you, I would snatch that old lady purse. I mean, you know, she got a couple hundred dollars in the purse. That's what I would do if I was you. But but you ain't got to do that. He said he only whispered to the heart of man. And that's why I like to say it again in the book of James, said when a man is uh is led a man is tempted he don't say that the most high tempted him but every man is tempted by his own desire his own passion something that you want to do and it's like you know like i said i talk about the high and lower cell the uh you know the cartoons always had that the good angel and the bad angel and like i said these whisperers is something that whispers but it's on you like even when um in the book of uh, uh, the book of Exit. I mean, not Exodus. Well, let me get that right fast. Let me get this right fast. The book of Genesis, and chapter four. Uh, let me get it right fast. The book chapter four. I like this part. And it's talking about when he was talking about Cain. Now, this is my complete Jewish study Bible. It's gonna read different than y'all King James, but it says chapter four, uh, Genesis chapter four. What's this verse? Can't get my eyes right right tonight, y'all. Ain't got enough light in here. Verse six says. And the Most High Yah said to Cain, "Why are you Why are you angry?" He said, "Why um, Why so downcast? If you are doing what is good, shouldn't you hold your head high? And if you don't do what is good, sin is crouching at the door. It wants you, but you can rule over it." Now that's now that's great. Now Christians will tell you that's it might be a different subject, but Christians always tell you, "Ain't nothing you can do." You know, we all born sinners, and nothing you can do. But you got to wait on the blood of Christ. Like I say, that's a whole different subject, y'all. I want to get into that, <laughs> but it's ain't nothing you can do. But but wait a minute. But the Book of Genesis says that sin crouches at the door, and it wait on you, but you can rule over it though. You have the desire. I mean, you have the the uh the control, whether you open, like I said, it, 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 it's sitting there at the door waiting on an opportunity to, for you to let it in. It's on you to let it in. 
So that's what I like about it. That's Genesis, man, uh, uh, chapter 4, verse, verse 6 through 7. But that's what I like, that you is on you. Everything is on you. But yes, sir. But go ahead, David. We, we get jump into some of these other laws, and I'm going to go into some things. Uh, the law of the stranger, all type of stuff tonight. We're going to get into some of this stuff tonight. Oh, so long, so long, so long. So, something that um, you were talking about earlier. Um, you were talking about somebody uh, uh, you had was in a restaurant and a lady told you a story about somebody you say killing themselves? Well, she like they said that uh, like 19, uh, in one week, at least 19 friends or associates or maybe people they knew uh, died uh, in one week. Uh, but they said two people died of suicide. It was one person who, there was another restaurant owner right down the walk. Her father killed himself. They didn't go into detail, but it was one of their close, close friends. Uh, like I said, man, he they, they said she said that uh, him and his girl just got a new house. He just bought a brand new car. I mean, he's like, man, everything. He was on top of the world. Every time when you see him, he was just smiling, just happy and happy as can be. But when he left the suicide note, said the devil won. That's the note they found. When he killed himself, the devil won. Now that's something that um, I you know when you said that, and I heard heard you say that, you know, as far as like earlier about you know the guy being on top of the world and how he killed himself, you know, even though he was happy all the time, he was soft. Now, there's something that, you know, Jeremiah said in Jeremiah 17 9. He said, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Now, the prophet Jeremiah at that time was talking to a lot of the people who was around him at that time that was just out there, some of the leaders who was just into wrong shit. Now, well, we're looking at money, and especially you know when it comes time for money, and it look and you know especially with people who you know got a lot and got everything, a lot of times they ain't happy. I want to add something there. You know, there used to be a time when I wanted a lot of money, you know, and. I used to say it on the show all the time. I don't know back in the day, you know, Maury, RBI, you remember I was going through some rough patches financially. And uh, I would say it all the time. I want some money, man. I want, I want to be on top of the world, you know, tired of this broke shit, you know. And I'm going to tell you something. That, you know, me being in that salon industry, barbering industry, I've had times where I, like, the shop that I work at now, I've been at this shop for five years, at my shop that I work at. 
Um, now, I quit my shop, you know, that I've been at for over five years, you know, one-man shop by myself. Um, I, I work for um, kind of like assisted living type facility, cutting hair, you know, for, you know, people who are, you know, I just say who are down and out. Now, this shop that I work at, I'm talking about was slow as hell, but I stayed in there. It made me enough money to take care of myself, pay my bills, stuff like that. Now, my third year there, and um, I had quit, and I had went to uh, I had quit because you know COVID nineteen they came in, and you know for the barbering industry and the salon industry, COVID really fucked us up. Excuse my language, I know it's on the Shabbat, but I'm just gonna tell you, it, you know it, it fucked up barbers and cosmetologists. So what I ended up doing, I ended up getting a, another job that paid a lot of damn money. But I worked around other people in the salon. In the salon, a high-end salon. And I did not, even though I made good money, I'm talking about my checks was good. I would make like $2,000 every like two weeks. Got paid more than shop that I was working at before that I quit. Man, I'm tell you, I was unhappy, but I'm going to tell you something. People I was working around was a bunch of Filipinos, a bunch of damn Asians that did not like my ass for shit. And I'm going to tell you something. I was unhappy like hell. I ended up getting fired from that job, but Two weeks before I got fired, Dad asked me back that I want to go back to the shop that I was at, the, you know, the company. They said, we'll pay you double. And I'm like, well, shit. I can work two days a week. So I was planning on working there, you know, and then I will go to the other shop, you know, and I had let them know that that's what I was doing. But I ended up doing that, playing both sides of the field. I'm glad I did because they fired me from that good-paying job that I was feeling, you know, real, real. The money was the money was good, but I was just fucking unhappy. I'm talking about literally, like mentally, I couldn't stand the fucking people. I had like nothing. So even even though I went back to the old shop that I worked at before that didn't really make me too much money at this assisted living facility, you know, uh, I'm going to tell you something. I felt felt happy. Though I don't make too much money, I felt that peace. Everybody know me. You know, and I'm going to tell you something. That's one thing I'm going to tell you with 
especially with black American men's health. And I don't think we talk about this too much, about black men's uh, uh, mental health. But that's something that we have to talk about. You know, I, I don't give a damn. I know a lot of brothers and sisters go say that's the, the, you know, European terminology, psychology and all that, which it is. But to hear that about the brother, you saying the sister will tell you, God smiled every day, had good money, built a nice house. I'm going I'm to tell you something, man. Money ain't, ain't the ain't for everybody. You know, something I'm going to add in here uh, with this. We're going to throw that in there. We want to jump back onto the law because we got a lot of we okay. get back into the law. But yeah, go ahead. You, okay. We want to jump back to that. But I'm just saying, you know, you know, the money, you know, is... Uh, it's good and all, but it ain't all that good. You know, and King Solomon had an issue with that. He had an issue with that. And uh, King Saul, I want to tell you all something. King Saul in the book of First Samuel actually killed himself also. When he mm-hmm. lost his battle against the Philistines, Philistines, he actually killed himself. I said, man, that's um, that's something that uh, you know, that's something that you know a lot of people ain't, ain't you know don't really talk about. But that's something that I, I feel like you ought to talk about. A lot of people should. So, yeah, suicide mm-hmm. is is especially very high, and the state mm-hmm. of Virginia suicide is very high. Yes, sir. Yeah. 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 And I want to just throw out something like, say, we kind of, yeah, that was good because that's on the spiritual level. Yeah, because you didn't get to, but I got so many things. We talk about biblical laws and rules of life because we live it like, so we're living now in an unruly uh, or a lawless society, as Paul teaches. <laughs> um, and even here, I want to go with something here is honor and respect your elders, which the Torah teach. And I know we, a lot of us, we, a lot of us, we are older brothers. And, you no, know, we grew up when we were t- trained and taught this thing to respect your elders. You know, um, even when I was out there acting a fool in the street and we were doing stuff, we had no business. But we seen our elders, you calm down. Hey, they go, Miss Joan, they go, Miss Joan, they go, they go, Mr. So and so, so and so. Cool out, chill out, chill out, chill out. Hey, Mr. So and so, how you doing? Even though we acting a fool. Well, they see they see you doing this. Hey, 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 boy! I see y'all. Y'all better cut that out. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Nowadays, boy, f you, mother, sump soap. Man, they could go off on the elders. But here is something we see in that we are taught in the Torah. Here's something I'll just read, and I'm gonna give you this. It says one of the way. Oh, uh, because this is, I'm just reading things. I, I got my book right here. It's a book called. Torah for dummies, Torah for dummies. <laughs> you know, like they had all them this for dummies, Windows 98 for dummies, all that. They got a good one. It's called Torah for dummies. They go and break a lot of stuff down in here, different laws and type of stuff. And this one here, just respect for your elders. Um, 
It says, well, this, let me see here. It's talking about something. It says, when, whether it's your parents or an elderly uh, person or a wise person, honoring them means displaying respect and kindness to them according to the Torah. One of the ways to show honor and respect is to stand up. When an elderly or wise person enters a room, and surely when he or she approaches you, the Torah urges you to rise out of honor. As the Torah says, now I'm going to read my complete Jewish study Bible, how it it reads and and write it. It says, this is the book uh, coming out of the book of Leviticus 19 and 32. It says, stand up in the presence of of a person with gray hair. Show respect for the old. Uh, you are to fear Yahweh the Elohim. But it says, stand up in the presence. Now, this one says, a person with gray hair. Now, there's another version that says, before an old, uh, old person, you shall rise and you shall honor the face of the elderly. Now, I've seen, like, on some t- um, Shabbat classes, uh, I see a lot of it with like some uh, like especially the House of Israel and Atlanta. I see them sometime when they have it, and just like the House of Israel, uh, that 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 congregation when the elders come in, I don't care what they doing and how they they be whatever they going over the uh, the more they could be teaching the elder come in. It's everybody stand for the elder. Everybody stand for the elder, and everybody stand for the elders when the elders enter the room. That is one of the the laws in the Torah. Uh, you know, like, the, I mean, I heard even used to hear it in the conscious community uh, in certain lectures or something before um, certain people talk. They said, I've heard Dr. Uh, Dr. Khaled Abdul-Muhammad made a piece of blood upon his soul, and several others asked the elders, elders, do I have permission to speak? Do I have permission to speak? Like, say, yeah, yeah. And then they start their, you know, they lecture and everything. But that's, was this in the Torah? That's an age old thing. We're respecting our elder, respecting our elders, which seem to be now a thing seem to be be lost now. But go ahead, anybody. Your brother got some on that one. No, I was, I was just agreeing with you. It did used to be that way. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, uh, <clears throat> It, it got a little confusing later because mm-hmm. uh, they confuse respect with <laughs> obeying your elders. Mm-hmm. So there, there was a, a respectful way to be disagreeable, and but somehow that went away. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think it, it and I hate to tie everything to this, but. I think it went away with this uh, this uh, uh, pedophile and uh, homophile spirit because uh, you like I don't know, I, I just noticed that it, it changed during the time when it, all this became fashionable because there was a time man they they were out there they were just out there they weren't you know, flying flag, you know, fighting for rights to bed your children and all that. And, uh, you know, you could respectfully avoid them, you know, without, you know, just, you know, being all crazy, you know, no, sir. You know, my my father said, nope, nope. My mother said, nope, nope, you know. And, uh, but when, 
when they started abducting children and this sex trafficking became a thing, you know, they, they changed it to where, you know, you, you need to listen to the other and, and, and do what they say. And, and that wasn't cool. So they, they changed mm-hmm. the definition of it, which I think that's part of why it got lost. Mm-hmm. And Brother Alpha Male, you must have been reading this book, Alpha Male. Because I'm going to tell you what, what, what <laughs> cause this chapter that's talking about, I, I didn't read that part because I'm trying to cut the a little bit short for y'all, everybody can get in. But in this part, it started off in this chapter that was talking about honor and respect. It ain't really chapters, it's just small sections. But it talked about that. It was talking about the original Hebrew word uh, here. It says, does not mean to obey. It does not mean obey. That honor just means honor, but does not mean obey. It says, as an adult, you aren't obligated uh, to obey your parents. For example, if your parents tell you to do something that's wrong, uh, you certainly does uh, do not have to obey it. Whether it's your parents or elderly person or a wise person, honoring them means displaying respect and kindness to them according to the Torah. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I said you've been reading this book, Alpha Man. <laughs> you ain't tell nobody. <laughs> yes, sir. See, you right on point. Yes, sir. Right on point. Wow. See that? All praise to the both eyes. See that? See that? With the spirit. When, when, when uh, Curtis Mayfield said, when the spirit hits you, you got to move. See, that's it. You right on the track. Yes. Hey, yes, sir. Hey, you know what? I'm glad you uh, said that, Alpha Male, because even when we do talk about respecting their elders, you have a whole bunch of them uh, dumbasses that walk around and say, well, I'm an elder. <laughs> you, you hear, and I hear, especially the conscious community, and I'm glad you brought that up with Khalid Muhammad. When you hear when you hear the word elder, elder doesn't mean just because your ass is old. You know, at one point, an uh, elder, like even when you are uh, looking into the uh, scriptures, uh, after, what is what is they uh, uh, two tank I mean, the two tank amen. You know, in, in Egypt, he was an elder and he was young. You know, when we're looking into Islam, Amir even Solomon, he was an elder, but he was young. You know, mm-hmm. well, you had uh, King David. He was young when he slew Goliath, but he was still considered an elder and a king. So, that's the issue also when we're also looking at the word elder because you get people that take that word and what they do is, oh, I'm an elder, I'm an elder. And it's like, what the hell? You could be an old, fat drunk with a 40 in his hand. Oh, you got to stretch your elders. Well, I'm like, well. What if the old nigga is is disrespectful as hell, and like like Alpha Male was saying, what if he a damn a uh, pedo? You know what? We still supposed to respect his ass. You know, 
that that's the that's the issue. That's why I say I hate throwing the word elder around too. Even though the Torah says that about you know being respectful to your elders, you know, not everybody that's old should be is is considered an elder. You know, well, they, they, well, according to Torah, like I just read, because I'm, I'm going to read this first. I don't know what, um, I don't know what, what you call definition this is. Well, let me see. I don't know which version this is. I'm just reading out of this book. Then I'm going to go back to my, uh, damn, I'm going to go back to, I'm going to get the stone to knock. I'm going to get the stone to knock and get this out of here. Because what, what they're saying, like, like you saying now, the the definition of elder now, basically somehow we're kind of using it, is different. Because like even here in this thing says when it said respect your elders, now it says when it was talking about just breaking it down in a different. I mean, as far as the definition, it was saying um, it says whether, whether your parents are elderly or a wise person. Now, I think that's how sometimes they may be using sometimes elderly as a, a person with knowledge. Because I think I've heard this years ago, uh, not just an older person, but someone who's wise and, 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 and you know, and knowledge. But as we look at Torah, it says that uh, before, it says, the Torah says before an uh, uh, old person, uh, shall you rise, and you shall honor the face of an elder. So we, what, what would be the definition? So basically the Torah was saying it for an older person or a person of age, like one of the other um, things, say a person with gray hair. Now, hell, some people got gray hair and hell in their 20s. <laughs> so yeah. Though, yeah. It, would, it wasn't talking about that, though. It was basically talking about the older person, you know, someone up in yeah. age, you know, of age. You know, we see, we know, we know what elder, you know, what an elder, what, but it was actually talking about the toilet. I'm trying to find it in the stone, the stone, right fast. See how the stone, uh, see how they translate it. But, but see, this I got my stone to knock right here, right in front of me. Yeah, but I'm trying to see how they my are. thing is, is you know is when we're looking at that word elder, it don't mean, like, for instance, Brother Polite could be an elder to somebody that's young as hell. But Brother Polite, you know, he ain't right in the head. But see, you know? that goes again. They was, why would they, okay, here it, I ain't many countries you like it. Why would they call, now, despite his antics or whatever, why would they been calling Polite an elder? Because, because he was, yeah, wisdom. because yeah. he was a teacher. Yeah. He they was they was calling him an elder because he, like they called Booker T. Coleman. Well, I I I forget his other name. Forgive me, Booker T. I forgot your other name. What they call you? Uh, him. There you go, um, Professor James Small. Remember when yeah. these are teachers? These are elders in the community who give what knowledge, wisdom, and knowledge. That's why they're being called elders because, like again, like this book was saying, uh, even an older person or a wise person, not just because you old, if you w- with wisdom. Like I said, I've heard this in the country community before. They, you know, how they was saying they used the word uh, elder, uh, but the stone says in the presence. 
in the presence of an old person, you shall rise and you shall honor the present. See, here it goes. Now, it is it's, it's a difference. It's two things here, uh, according to the stone. So it is, it says, and. So it's talking about the older person and a wise person. Because it says, in the presence of an old person, you shall rise and you shall honor the presence of a sage. Mm-hmm. According here, and it says, and you shall reverence your, your most high Elohim. Uh, they have a footnote. Do they have a footnote in here? 32. Yeah, okay, here's a footnote. I guess this is from you know, Rashi, according to the Rashi. It says, in the presence of an old person, according to Rashi, following the verse, okay, it says, two halves of the verse explain one another, meaning that the commandment is to rise and to honor a sage who is both elderly and righteous. It says, other hold that these are two separate commandments, to rise for and honor anyone over the age of 70, and uh, even if he is not learned, and to rise for the honor of a sage, even if he is, is young. So so there you go again. So some say, yeah, you see what it is? It said, so I guess it depends on how you translate that and look at that, too. That was uh, the stone yeah, addition to not. Yeah, because uh, that's interesting because, uh, like, the, my folks from down south, they would just say you had an old soul. Mm. Instead of saying that, you know, you you were wiser than most, they would just say you had an old soul. Yep, so do. Yes, I've heard sir. that before. I've heard that before. And that's why I brought up, you know, Amir even Solomon's. And uh, two tank, I mean, and you know, some of the younger, you know, kings, especially in history. Um, you know, Joash, Joash was another one. Josiah in the Bible was another young king. Uh, I mean, a lot of the young young people, you can have knowledge, and you can be considered, you know, like you said, uh, like you were saying, old soul. But when we're looking at you know, even back then, you know, you look at the kids now versus back then. You know, look, go look, look, go look at some of the uh, uh, stuff like back in the day. What would happen? If a guy was eighteen, his ass was out the damn house with a job, military, or even government or shipyard. That's what they used to do. You know, we look at the movie Baby Boy. That's pretty much the lifestyle of every young nigga around here now. So, you know, the the, the mental growth nowadays, especially of black men, is different. So that's why I say, you know, you can be any kind of nigga, like young Pharaoh. He just—he was just a young nigga, a GD, running his mouth on the street <laughs> on YouTube, and his ass was a, a what you call it? Uh, all of a sudden he gained a couple followers. All of a sudden he was an elder. You know that—that's that's something that you know we have to really look and be careful on. Is is what I'm saying? You know, is the mental growth of somebody back in the day 
versus the mental growth of somebody now, it, man, that shit's all screwed up. You know, it's but, all But that's up. why I said, they. you think about this community, which I've heard them explain it many years ago. You could, they, despite their demeanor, we look at the sh- other shenanigans. That's why I said, again, like certain things in this community, a lot of them are respected for the knowledge. They start might call them the elder because of the knowledge that they're displaying or teaching. That's why they're being called elders. And I said, not just because of wisdom, you know, that's why I'm saying it, even on this community, like we have to, because like, it, it's one thing how we use it in, in the, in the Israelite tradition. And one thing how somebody else might be using it in their tradition and then how they use it on the street. So we have to find out how are people using these terminologies? That's the difference. Because that's why I'm saying the Torah says this way. So our thing is different than what they using in the conscious community, whatever. You see what I mean? Because different traditions have yeah. different things. Even to be same damn word, but it's we got to find out exactly how they're using it. Because yeah. like you they talk yeah. about law. They say the law of Ma'at. Okay, that's different from what we say the law of the Torah. It's how you're using these, these like, words or principles. And sometimes we argue with each other over shit, but I would, like, say, okay, well, what do y'all mean? What do you... So, you know, and believe it that way, you know, it's, I don't know, bro. It's word terminology. So, uh, oh, man, this is another one, a couple of things. I want the law of the stranger. Now, this is, was a real... I, I was gonna do a vi- I supposed to be doing a video on it, but I gotta make sure I got um but it's all my ducks in a row and everything lined up exactly how I wanna do this one. Uh, cause we really having right now in America the law of the stranger. And especially for us as so called I don't know what we're gonna say, I don't know how to say it, African Americans, <laughs> black American. <laughs> for this one for us, and I'm gonna show you how right here because dealing with the Torah. It's talking about how you have to be kind and welcoming to a stranger. Now, what we're talking about here, because Israelites were taught in the Torah how, uh, let me just read this right here. Uh, now, this one's going to say Jewish. I'm just, I'll, I'll replace it with Israel, Israelite. It says one of, the most, one of the most important Israelite values has to do with being fair, kind, and welcoming to strangers. The Israelite people know that from hard experience that being a stranger in a strange land can be difficult and in a a precarious situation. Jews have, or Israelites have, been in such a situation countless times. Now, you can replace this, talk about Israelites of old, and replace this with us or our ancestors coming to the shores of America. And I tell you, I'm going to show you why in a minute. It says, being... Beginning with slavery in ancient Egypt and continuing through the centuries in exile from the promised land, several verses in the Torah stresses the value of sensitivity to strangers. Now, why I say that again, because you think about, now we talk about the Bible, talking about being in a strange land, you know, talk about what they say, they talk about Egypt. Now, we know people do say America is a, uh, the modern Egypt, whatnot, or symbolically as Egypt. And so we know how it felt, our ancestors coming through here, being in slavery, and knowing how it felt to be in captivity 
in here. So the so the Torah even goes in the book of Exodus 22 and says, the stranger you shall not taunt or oppress because you were a stranger in the land of Egypt. It says you shall love the stranger because you was a stranger in the land of Egypt. And it just goes out to talk about how we're supposed to be in Israel. Um, we're not supposed to treat strangers harsh. It's a commandment not to supposed to be dogging, you know, racist dogging them out and mistreating other people from foreign land because we should know how it felt as being a, a stranger or, you know, being being oppressed and those. So we're not supposed to like, you know, say like the Mexicans coming over here, all them people coming over here. It says we're not supposed to dog them out, mistreat them, because we ought to know how it felt, especially here in America, when our people, ancestors, was going through hardship and bull crap, and still is right here in America. So we said we're not supposed to be, especially I'm talking about the Israelites here in America, claiming to be Israelites, and you're not supposed to be trying to dog them out and treat them no kind of way, because you know how that stuff felt right here in America, and it shows enough America. Because we know they are being part. That's why I say I don't have a hatred towards them that's coming over here. Because I understand a lot of them, they want a better way of life. But at the same time, I know I blame the damn government. Because they are the ones that's bringing the people over here. And some of them, you know, not all of them. Some people have been coming anyway. But they are using them people as pawns for a shrewd game. So I can't be mad at them. What the hell am I mad at them for? It's just the way that the government doing it is the problem. But can't be mad at them for want to have a better way of life. Hell, who am I to judge? But it's a way that we shouldn't be trying to dog them out according to Torah. That's what we're saying we Torah observance. You can't do that. Then you violate Torah. You can't say, I follow Torah, I follow Torah. Then you have a hatred for them people. See, then it's a different story. You're not following Torah like we say we follow Torah because you're commanded not to do that. Can I add something to that? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Now, uh, Tetmos, uh, he lives in New York. Now, that's what I was trying to explain to other people. Because, you know, when I speak about the immigrant problem, I tell them Mm -hmm. they can only see it from one point of view. But here's what's going on on the flip side. Yes, sir. You You got these sharks out there that's got... 50 Haitians living in the basement of their store, charging them $2,700 up front and whatever the rent is. Yeah. So it's it's, it's basically turning into human trafficking. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. So, yeah, so I'll be trying to explain to them. See, sometimes you can't be nearsighted you 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 got to be able to see like down the road what's going on because i i knew that was an issue here because uh mm. we have people from egypt and, and india and stuff like that and i mean <laughs> it's it's 40 50 60 people in the house and you find out that there's only one owner and the rest of them are basically you know like like surf, surfs you know and uh, yeah, so that that's a major issue, and that that's the part of it that bothers me, man. And when I say, well, you know, if if they could get here the proper through the proper channels, then it would be better for them. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, so 
like when, when I try to explain that to people, they 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 can't see that far. And like you said, if we wanted to be kind to the stranger, the first thing I would do is to try to find a proper way to get them here and protect them at the same time. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Don't just dump them on us because you're creating chaos. And then you already have a group of people that have been here for yeah. forever that you've never shown kindness to. And you know what I mean? It's only natural to say, hey, hey, hold up now. I was, I've was i been in line for 400 <laughs> years. Yeah. And now you, you button in like, yo, you know, nothing personal. <laughs> this is business yep. right now. That's what it is, bro. You're right. That's how I just like it. Just had to be done. It's just I, I blame the government. Like I, said, I blame the devil, which is the government that died. I blame the devil. Yeah, I blame him for this stuff. Because like I said, you had Trump was telling them, no, don't shut that damn door. Shut, put that gate up there. Don't shut that damn door. Like grandma said, shut that door. <laughs> so, uh, but is it I, like you said? I, we want the people to come here to work. We want them. We don't mind that. But they got like I said, they have to do it the right way. Cause like he even said, hey, man, you got black, like you were just saying that, bro, we got black people, man, hey, y'all, y'all already have a time out uh, lack of resources. So they, they coming in y'all neighborhood and going to take the little bit y'all got. So now nah, we need to do it the right way. That, that's true. But And, Dave, I think that's the story you sent me last night, Dave. I didn't get a chance to play when you was showing that they, um, them, them, them brothers was living in the basement of a furniture store. Oh, I heard. Can you uh, play that for me? I got. I'm gonna find. Let me find it again. I, yeah, that's the one you had sent it. Sent, I mean, that's a sent it. My bad. I'm proper English, ain't it? <laughs> that's the thing. Let me see if I find it. Right? <laughs> uh, let me see if I find dig it up. Yeah, I remember you sent that last night. Uh, let me find it right fast. Day, I got it somewhere. Yeah, man. Yeah, they got them guys sending it. They're going. Uh, I got it somewhere, Dave. But that's good. Cool. Well, I'm trying to go ahead. Go ahead. I, Dave, what was that in New York, Dave? Oh, you remember where that was, Dave? Yeah, you oh, sent it to me because you, you, you remember you were sending me some clips, some short clips. And I said, uh, uh, you can find a shorter one. Oh, damn. That's 14 minutes. That's not the one. Yeah, you sent it oh, to me yeah, last yeah, night. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I so do remember sending you. Matter of fact, let me find it. It wasn't last night. It was. Um, it wasn't last night. Oh, oh, oh. It was. Oh, I see. It was. 40. I got it. It was the um, migrants gets luxury apartments. Yeah, I got yeah. it. I'm gonna just commercial play I right fast. It, it play was 15 it. minutes. Yeah, no, no, nah, this one here was a, you sent me a shorter one because I was like, so I can't play the whole 15 minutes. Oh, you talking about the 40 migrants sleeping in New York City? Yeah, They're I got it right here. the basement. Yeah, they mm-hmm. uh, Senegalese. Yeah, here Senegalese. you go right here. Let me play it right fast. It's two minutes. Let me play it. Tight quarters in the basement of a furniture store in South Richmond Hill, Queens. 
Cell phone video shows beds and migrants, all of them from Africa, squeezed into this room, two to a bed. Migrants sleeping in shifts, only two bathrooms. Ibusar runs the furniture store upstairs and says he's the man behind all of this. When they started coming to me, telling me their stories, I started helping them. I didn't want to do it, you know. I, was, I, I thought about it twice. Once the city started enforcing a 30-day limit for single migrant adults staying at city-run shelters, Sar says the men were forced to sleep on the streets. And why was this better than a shelter? Because here you don't have problem to go for your work like that. In the shelter, sometimes every month you go, uh, go back to Manhattan to write your name and he send you another place. Sar says the basement shelter had rules, no cooking on site. Two in the top, two in the bottom, queen bunk beds. He says he didn't charge the men rent, but he collected whatever they could come up with each month. It broke my heart. I'm proud of them. They're all hardworking people. But it didn't take long for the next-door neighbor to notice what was going on. She asked that we'd not show her face on camera. One morning, I came out here to go to work. I see about 20 e-bikes, and I got pictures of them. The neighbor believes this unsanctioned migrant shelter was running for at least two months. She called 311 to report what she was seeing. I just couldn't do it no more. All night long, people running in and out that building that do a slam. I have not got a wink of sleep. DOB inspectors discovered that migrants were also sleeping in the furniture store. They said the basement had no natural light and no ventilation. After noticing the severe overcrowding and dangerous fire trap conditions, the city ordered everyone out. What did you sleep last night? In the sewer. Yeah. So you didn't get any sleep. It's very hard to sleep. Yeah, you see. Thanks for watching. Stay updated. Yes, sir. That's the same one, uh, brother Alpha Male. I think so. And yeah, and then that's in New York. Yeah, and then during the yeah, investigation, I saw that. they found out he had a second store. Damn. Yeah, wow. that 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 was it. That was it. And, and, and you know something that I will say too. When it comes time for a lot of, such a lot of Africans down here, a lot of them, a lot of them are, are, especially when you talk about illegals. I know when I was practicing Sunni Islam, and I said this before on the show, a lot of, a lot of Moroccans get over here, right, and they use a lot, like, okay, when you're looking at the um, the Moors, and the Moors side, to you always hear about them talking about, you know, we're sovereign and all that shit. Now, a lot of them, a lot of Moroccans, they actually use a lot of that stuff when it comes time for the laws and being sovereign and stuff. And a lot of them are illegals, too. A lot of people don't know that, but a lot of northern Africans are over here illegal, especially the Somalians. They do a lot of that, um, what do you call it, I'm sovereign, and, and you you just don't hear it like you hear the dumb Negro who then just got out of jail with a damn red bucket on top of his head talking all this stuff. A red bucket, But... A lot of Somalians and Northern Africans, they're known for doing that. 
And when I was practicing Sunni Islam, they used to hold council meetings where you couldn't go in. You could not go in, and they was known for doing that shit. I'm being serious. They was known for it. Like, they would have council meetings. They'd be over here, different identities and everything. Uh, fake driver's license. I'm talking about driving cabs and shit. Owning businesses under different aliases and stuff. And that's something that they don't talk about. They talk about the, the, the dark-skinned people doing this shit. They might talk about the Mexicans doing it, but they don't talk about the Northern Africans that do it. They don't. So, yeah, that's that's real big, especially in Virginia, you know. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, he goes now, more. Well, uh, go ahead, uh, Brother Adam, you go ahead first. Yeah, so we were talking about how some of the laws, like they, 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 it, in some way, they still pertain to the way we live today, and, and some portions of it don't. Because when when the stranger is used as a weapon, it's kind of difficult mm. to be kind to the stranger. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> now, now, I'm glad you mentioned that because here, here's something I was just going to read. I'm, so I'm glad you, that you went ahead with it. Because now, again, when we're reading um, a lot of this from the Torah, people have to understand you're reading a conversation or a dialogue uh, actually that Moses was having with the people in that day and that time. That's most key. That's why when you talk about biblical hermeneutics, it's like biblical hermeneutics is, um, who okay, who's the author, who was his audience, and what was going on at that time. That's biblical hermeneutics when you get into biblical hermeneutics, learning that. But here's something like where I'm saying this. Moses was talking right here, was speaking to the children of Israel and giving them this instruction. Now, this is Leviticus uh, 19, I think I already read something, 19 and 33. Now, this is, again, my complete Jewish study Bible and how it read it. It says, if a foreigner stays with you in your land, do not do him harm. Rather, treat the foreigner staying with you like a native born amongst you. You are to love him as yourself, for you were a foreigner in the land of Egypt. It says, I am Yahuwah the Elohim. Now, again, this is Moses. As they talk to us in 2024 here in America. <laughs> this was Moses talking to the children of Israel when they was getting ready to go into the land of Canaan and establish their nation said government. And we're just telling them when these foreigners come in your land, do not mistreat them. So notice he's saying, in your land, don't, don't mistreat them. You're supposed to treat them. This is why I've got to finish off. You're supposed to treat them like they are a native-born Israelite, like they were born in your nation. That's why, because like I said, that's why I'm supposed to have been doing something on this, but i got to get everything lined up. Um, sometime I'll be doing this, but i got to be spiritually right and do it when the spirit get me. But a lot of Israelites... Teach you this. Talking about the most high don't care nothing about these other nations and all of this type of stuff. He can't say this here. That ain't what Torah says. 
And I was the brother was saying, no, he don't care nothing about them. We we a lot of these laws just pertaining to us and us only. Well, when they really, I don't know what the hell they be reading. Excuse my language. I don't know what they be reading because a lot of this year we get into the law of the stranger. That's what it's called, the law of the stranger. It tells them when these people are in your land, like they, I hate to use this analogy, but when they like they say when you're in Rome, you do as the Romans do. Basically, when you was in the land, when the foreigners or strangers were in the land of Egypt, living in the land of Egypt, they said whether they are living with you, staying in your house, or living in that land, a visit, they had to do as you did, whether it's Passover, all of that stuff. And they had to do all of those same things, abide by the rules of your land, your government. They had to do that. Correct. Yep. That's what they did. They had to. There was a lot like we like in America. They make us abide whether we like America or not. They gonna try to make your ass abide by the laws in America. That's how it was in the land of Israel. No different. No different. So that's why I was telling you, don't treat them now. Unless they like you said, Abigail, unless they doing something wrong in your land. Now you punish they tell. But if they're being respectful to you. This is what tourists are always teach us about respect. But if they're being respectful to you, that's why I was telling them, though, you know how it felt being in captivity, and you know how that felt. So don't do nobody else wrong because you don't like how it felt when it happened to you. That's basically what this is. That's how you can actually take that right there. You didn't like how it felt when somebody did you like that. So don't you go doing other people wrong. So that's why I tell people, learn the principles of the story, whether you believe it or not, whether it actually happened. Here, learn the principles behind the story. What did he say, the moral of the story? But yes, sir. What, what, what did Malcolm say? He said, if a man respects you, you respect him. Yep. Well, uh, I forget the rest of the quote, but he said something about if he attacks you. Yeah. I, you, uh, I, forget I forget how it goes. If you hit me, I'm going to send you to the cemetery. <laughs> yeah, something like something that. Like, yeah. Something like that, yeah. Yes, sir. I will send you to the cemetery. And, and that's a police tactic. Yeah, if you attack a police with a with your fist, they might just use their nightstick. But you got a weapon, a knife, or anything, they said they can go one. It's like that go one up on you. If you got a knife, they gonna shoot you. Yeah. <laughs> you got to go one up on you. <laughs> and, yeah. and you and you and you know what? They're afraid to do this shit nowadays. Cause dudes got more more shit than more, more shit than what the police got. Yes, like you were selling justice the other night about oh, how I got justice say you need a clock or something. And you were saying selling justice they got damn guns thinking in that shit now. You know that that's uh <laughs> that's how it is here in VA like. They can't get them little glocks. I've been seeing guys walk around with them little-ass glocks like Justice was talking about the other night. And I'm going to tell you something, man. That shit, man. I look at guys, I'm like, I'm like, what the hell? Like, what you going to do? <laughs> I'll be up in Wawa and, and you know, give me some gas and give me something to drink. I, I always see a nigga walk around with a damn little ass, I don't know what it's like, a little ass pistol. And, and that's how you know 
somebody is like uh, actually got a concealed carry because Dale, mm-hmm. like Justice was having my Dale walk around with a little ass purse. Oh, or, yeah. Or, or one of them little book bags. And I'm going to tell you something, like you were saying with police, they got one up for You know, these police ain't got to worry about shooting nobody no more with them little guns. These guys, I'm talking about the younger cats, the ones that you see with the skinny jeans and the the the, the shades, you know, acting like girls and shit, they be having big old Mac tens and tray pounds and shit, you know. They 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 like like um like um boy said earlier, alpha male these kids, you can't say nothing to them. You know, mm. the, the adults, the adults around here in Virginia, like I was saying, they walking around with them little clock nines, and the kids has got the brrrr. They got the brrrr, the, the shit that sprays. Yes, you know, so, yeah, that, if you take a course on how to use cover, yeah, you you could take them out with a toothpick, but um, <laughs> mm. yeah, long long guns are good like in certain situations, but actually it's it's more of a handicap. Mm-hmm. Especially I I don't know, but probably ten out of a hundred that actually train with them. I, I don't worry about long guns too much, and and God forbid, close range. Oh yeah, you gonna eat you gonna eat your you gonna eat your gun. Trust me. <laughs> God damn. Good man. Uh oh, brother. I got a, I got a good law for y'all to go into now, brother. But I gotta play this clip right fast, and then I gotta play this clip. And I know what law y'all gonna go into after this, so let me play this clip right back. I, I hadn't heard it. Yet. I just looked it up. I so I hadn't heard it. We all listening to this together, but I know what law y'all gonna go in on this one. You see. All too often, I hear leaders talk about providing everyone with dignity and respect like it's an aspirational goal. That's not good enough. Dignity and respect is the bare minimum. It's the floor of where we can be. We must set our sights higher and focus on intentional inclusivity because there are still far too many people out there, not just LGBTQ individuals, that feel marginalized, shut out, or discriminated against. So for all of you out there, I ask you to set out your symbols of pride, share your pronouns in your email, particularly if you're a person who doesn't think they need to, Initiate difficult conversations about racial and gender barriers and share a bit of your vulnerability in a way that draws others in. You all have the power to take intentionally inclusive actions to ensure the multiple perspectives that we know make us stronger as we devise winning warfighting strategies get heard. Now, for the record, uh uh-oh. That is a lieutenant colonel who's a transgender speaking to U.S. Space Force officials 
to the U.S. Air Force about inclusion and demand everyone to respect, respect LBG, I can't even see it, LBGTQ people, yeah. So what law fit that one right there? What law do we use on that one? Well, Leviticus 1822. <laughs> uh, there you go. Don't, don't, yeah. don't, you got it. You got to finish. You know, don't just don't just say your chapter and verse. Go ahead and read it. No, let me go ahead and get my silver going to that because, you know, I'll be having it off the dome. Like the rapper say, spit it off the dome. Yeah. Let me go ahead and read it. Leviticus. Because he, mm-hmm. he said you got to be inclusive now. He said you got to be inclusive. It says, you shall not lie with a man as one lies with a woman. It is an abomination. Mm. So that uh, being gay is wrong. Yeah. Being yeah, gay is wrong. It's not just wrong. It's an abomination. You, you know. You know what about. Uh, uh, abomination is unforgivable. Unforgivable. Yes, sir. Yeah. See, that, that word wrong. That word wrong leaves it open to interpretation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's but why yeah. Alpha Male said, yeah. go ahead and read it all. I knew what he was saying when he said read it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, don't, don't, hey, hey. That's, that's some wicked, that's some wicked stuff there, boy. Man, I even sure had one will. of them. I can't even find it. It said somewhere that it was disgusting, disgusting to the most <laughs> It was one of these. I, I'm trying to find where it was, man. I can't even find it. It was one tour or something I had that said it was disgusting to the most <laughs> Oh, yeah. And, 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 and you know what? And that's the thing with that nowadays... With all these, with all these damn dudes walking around here, you don't know. You don't know. You don't even know. They can walk around here like I tell you all the time. A uh, nigga can walk around here like Ving Rhames, and yeah, you yeah. don't even know. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> like, and trust me, I've seen gay Israelite brothers. Damn. I've seen, and I'm looking at them like, what the hell? I'd have been in a camp where brother and brother then got called out for gay shit. And I'm looking at them like, that dude is that harder than hard. He walk around here like, damn, exhibit. Like, shit. Like, he walk around here like Dub C, the rapper Dub C got the, got the, Gangster look, and he tell me he fruity, like you know. Yeah, so that's why I'm I'm trying to tell you, you know, it's sad to have to you know be that way, but yeah, it's sad to have to be that way where you gotta kind of put everybody in that box. But yeah, that like Alf Mill was talking about earlier, the elder, and like you were saying. Praising the elders, shoot. Some of these elders, 
they might talk all that stuff, but if you don't know, you don't know. Yeah, they, the, what did it say? Devil in disguise. Let's take that turn. What is that, bro? I just did a search. How many times does abomination appear in Bible verses? Mm. It it appears 84 times. Damn. Now, when something's mentioned 84 times, you can take that to the back. It, <laughs> it, it, it was important. It was important. Yes, sir. Damn. And, brother, like, even with the, I'm going to say the craziness, because we talk about the Leviticus. Now, this little skinny dude here in Memphis called Justin, just, what's his name? I think it's Justin Pearson. He's a, um, I don't know what that sucker is, but he's from Memphis, and he's supposed to be a representative. they the one that calls all of this stir up in New York about a, about a year ago, and they kicked them out, but somehow they got back in there. But anyway, so tell us the nigga with the afro? You know, yeah. I'm a fake Malcolm Martin Luther King type Negro. Yeah, him. Oh, yes, him. Uh, he is gay as hell. Yeah, yeah, that's him. And his dad is a pastor, too. They said somebody. They said he's a pastor. They, he the one that did a thing. He did a thing. Talk about uh, Jesus is a Jesus is a woman, and he said pray to the woman God, the trans God, and all that old crazy stuff. Uh, but the food the other day. <laughs> Uh, big up to the, I'm going to say it, I ain't going to hold no punches. Big up to the Republicans here in Tennessee, boy. They've been cutting up. They've been standing up for, for, for more, for, for morality here in Tennessee. Big up to the Republicans here in Tennessee, man. Um, the governor here. Now, when I did get a chance to vote, I voted for him here, Bill Lee. Big up, because he's been, he been taking care of business as far as morality here. But anyway, what they did here the other, um, just the other day, they voted to ban the LGBT flags to be hung in schools. You, it's a ban. They can't put them up in schools no more. It's a ban. But this fool, why they, when they did it, he go up there cutting up and kind of going against it, started talking about some stuff that was evil. That's what he said. He said it was evil and immoral what they were doing. For the people who voted to get those flags out of, he said they were they were being evil, and he called them immoral for not wanting to put them flags. So he started coming with some other bull crap, talking about the Confederate flag. See, you always got to play the race card. He started talking about the Confederate flag. They don't even fly no damn Confederate flags in the schools. So he so he wanted the LGBT flags in the schools. Ah damn! But but let me let me let me tell you something about him though, and I know y'all gonna get mad. I'm <laughs> going off topic. No, we good. Yeah, we got nine minutes I, I, left. Go when ahead. We're ta- when we're talking about Justin Pearson, and the, there was another guy that he's with. Uh, I think his name is Jones. His last name is Jones or something like that. I, I think his like, name Justin dude. Jones or something. Both of them named Justin, yeah. I think. Yeah, Justin Jones, yeah. one of them, he got straight hair. He kind of looked like a, a Bruno Mars cousin. Yeah, he part Native They say he's somewhat half Native American something. I know you're talking about, but go ahead, Brother Day. When, when you're looking at it, and I've, I've said this plenty of times, 
and I'm going to do a lecture on this. They imitating the, what do you call it, the black, the Greeks, the Hellenistic, you know, uh, uh, Helen, Hellenism. Yes, sir. Yeah, where you're looking at the HBCUs. And that's something that, um, like I said, I, I talk about this all the time because I have a strong HBCU uh, family uh, uh, lineage, even though I never went, my brothers never went, uh, my sister went to one, and I'm going to tell you something. I ain't talked to her in over seven years. I, it's crazy. I just started talking to her about a year ago. And I, I'm going to tell you something. That hoe is so far gone. They are, I'm being serious. They are at HBCU. It's, it's rare to find somebody that comes out normal. Black history studies is pretty much LGBT studies. Feldman College, pretty much, when you were talking about the Justin Pearson or whatever his name is, it's not shocking. It's not shocking. HBCU is pushing the LGBT and black history heavy. They are, they, matter of fact, they, they push the shit like, I'm gonna tell you something. I'm, I'm, if I had kids, I'm gonna tell you something. All that a mind is a terrible thing to waste. I see Davis. I, I'd rather my kids' minds be, be wasted, drunk, and high than to be in these schools and these colleges. Cause yeah, yeah, come out worse. I, I'd rather my son be Ned the wine over. Then, 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 damn, then to go to these colleges, these HBCUs, because they learn, they learn LGBT. They don't have, they don't have, they. I've talked about this plenty of times. I have family that went. They have took out their anatomy. When it comes time, even with the medical procedures. Medical doctors, you go to school for medical school. They don't even talk about this. When they talk about anatomy, they pretty much have a penis and a vagina as like a, 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 a play body for them to work on. They don't have in the HBCUs, their medical schools have the same exact thing. Yeah, they, 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 they're terrible. Don't, don't, I don't care. Take your kids about these HBCUs. That Justin Pearson, he just doing what the hell he was taught. HBCUs is, 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 is teaching this madness. Well, he's being, he, he's being put up as a prop. They setting him up for another position to to, to do something, run for senator, uh, like they did Barack Obama. They they grooming him right now. Hey, uh, check this out. Yes, sir. Linked to what Dave was saying. Now, there was a dude that sued a doctor because the doctor wouldn't do a pap smear on him. <laughs> Good to damn. 
They don't even teach. They don't in, in these too. medical schools. Damn. Yeah, they they have pretty much like okay. For instance, they used to study what you call the the. They used to have the mannequins where they would teach like okay the different body parts. They have a damn um, okay. They have a female body. They have a female body with a damn penis on it. In some of these in, in some of these medical schools, and they even doing it in cosmetology and barbering schools too, because you have to learn about the body in in these schools too. When you take your state board, you have to learn about the body. They're doing that in 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 the barbering textbooks, like instead of you, the, yeah, yeah, I'm being serious with you, state board. Like they have what you call the milady. Milady is when you go to any barber school, beauty school, they have a textbook called milady, which has the curriculum which you have to teach in order to pass a state board for your license. They're putting that in the new damn textbooks about transgenders, about transgender anatomists. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, some powerful money behind this shit. Yes, sir. Yeah, they fucking it all up. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, it's terrible. Y'all, y'all, that's why I say I'd rather keep, I'd rather just keep my kids on the motherfucker. If I had kids, I would, I would keep them on some old school shit. Get, get them an old, old school textbook. Get one from like 1960s. <laughs> I know. I know, uh, <laughs> I know Pastor Dow always, his moniker is always come up out of her, my people. Yes, sir. Oh. Got to. So I ain't lying. They, they, are, and they don't teach sex education in the school system. Well, no. And, and, and my point is, they never should have. That's that's a parent's responsibility. Yep, yep. Yeah. 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 They, they don't they don't teach all that independent living and all that. They don't teach that no more. Somebody was saying, "Look, I I know I have people who I talk to who got kids to go to these schools. So they they." I'm like, you ain't learn this. Man, nigga don't learn that shit in school no more. I'm like, what? I'm like, I got expelled from 12 schools, and even I remember that in school. <laughs> the university is useless idiots. Yeah. <laughs> what what they say, the Hebrew word, well, they say hell is uh, shul. Really ain't hell, but shul. Shul. Like the, and, 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 look, and you pay attention. I hear somebody say it's a shul, as that it sounded like school, don't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, damn, so ain't lying. Shul, school. Uh, but I, I'll, I'll, end, I'll end with this one. Uh, back in, man, it's been a long time ago when uh, Heritage Genie and the uh, Straight Black. Pride crew went down to Spelman. 
and it was videotaping, and all these dudes walking around with pumps on and shit. These high heel pumps. So this, this, Dave is right. This goes way back. And this man, this had to be uh, 10, 12 years ago. And if if you were straight, you you, you were just harassed, you know. Yeah. And if yeah, and if a faggot said something to you and you didn't like it, and they they would they would uh, bless you out, you know. Yeah. Uh, you supposed you supposed to accept his advances like you would uh, a female. And I tell him that that ain't happened. I'm about to tell. I'm I'm a, I'm a fuck with his dental work. He, he come in. <laughs> hey. Hey, I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna tell you something. These, these, especially the hair salon industry. As a straight guy who has worked in the hair salon industry, I've worked in salons with gay dudes, and I had one white gay dude try that shit with me. I told, I looked at him. I said, "You better keep your fucking eyes over there." And I'm going to tell you something, his ass did not like me. He did not like me after hearing that. I said, keep your eyes over there. I told him, you better keep your fucking eyes over there. He didn't yeah. like me. They can he didn't like me. Yeah, that does. Yeah, that. but them HBCU, like we said, they like I said, they they Hellenized Jew. I mean, they not Hellenized Jew. They Hellenized. They Greek. You know what happened in Greek? You know the freaks of Greek. And remember what they said? Uh, what was it? Uh, uh, the the blacks who started all this stuff. Uh, I forgot the name. Of it. The one that boule them. They wanted to start it because just to be just like the white Greek fraternities and sororities. Same old stuff. Like I said, I wouldn't, because I was asked to, now here's the brother that worked with we were talking about this one day. And I, and I threw it out. Like I said, wait a minute now. Y'all call yourself African, African-American, African descent. Now, why would y'all choose a goddamn Greek fraternity or sorority? When, when all right. they said, well, I hear, I asked one dude, well, man, you see, we just chose the Greek letters. I said, well, damn, why the Greek letters, bro? I said, because... I said, she, you had the Medunetta and all of that stuff, whatever they call it. Well, I can't say hieroglyphic because that's Greek. Yeah, the Medunetta and you had the Hebrew alphabet. All that was way before the Greek letter. So why the hell are <clears throat> Greek letters? He couldn't, he couldn't respond. Because, he couldn't respond. Because he, he, he like having his ass tickled. Yeah. And he was a goddamn, he was... He was in the masonry and all that Greek shit. He boy, he they used to, he was happy about all that. Hey, yeah. hey, I'll be honest. I'm gonna tell yes, you something. The, the Greeks, because like I tell you, a lot of them Greeks, man, they even allowing transgenders within their sororities now. Go look it up. Yep, yep, this I remember that. I remember that. Transgender, they Howard University. Go look it up. They had a pride day for Howard University about a couple years ago. I remember seeing an article because even though, like I said, I, I, I never went to one, but it's mostly majority, about 60% of my family went, aunts, uncles, cousins. I still 
like, keep up with, like, what's going on, you know, because you have to. You know, and I'm going to tell you something. They had a pride, a pride day at Hampton. That was Howard. Yeah, it was Howard. It wasn't Hampton. It was Howard about two or three years ago. And I was reading the article, and then there was a bunch of damn transgenders with the motherfucker in pink and green and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck going on? I mean, yeah. you know, when I I look at Kamala Harris, she looked like a dude, but you know, hey. but shit. Yeah. <laughs> and they, we go back. So like we go back to all these Greek fraternities. People are like, oh man, I went to a black HBCU. But they really, they really look at it. out. They probably don't give a damn. But they do their homework. Okay, you call it black historical black college, but hell, they were started by white folks. Majority of them that I, I ain't studied right. researched all of them. But but like Alpha Male, he mentioned earlier, he mentioned Spelman. They were started by two damn lesbians, supposedly. Yeah. Yeah. And yep. uh, and Spellman, I'm looking at it right. I even went back to go look it up so I can make sure. It's been a long time since I looked it up. But it says in 1980, uh, excuse me, 1882, two women returned to Massachusetts to bid for more money and were introduced by a wealthy Northern Baptist uh, businessman, John D. Rockefeller. And remember, they, they actually named it after his wife, Laura Spellman. Yep. But it was started by two women. Uh, Howard, who, uh, ain't that what, uh, oh, you just, girl went, you just said her name, uh, Kamala. Did she go to Howard? Kamala Harris. Yeah. Howard was started by a damn Civil War. Uh, what was he? I think he was a Civil War general. Don't quote me on that. But it was something better going back to the Civil War, but it was a white dude. Uh, Howard. Uh, yeah. Morehouse. All them other damn started by white folks. I'll be like, what the hell? You think you're getting away from that? But they all start. And a lot of them Spelman was a, was supposed to be a, um, a, a a Bible college or something like that, dealing with that. Morehouse, too. Yep. Yeah. And, and you know what? And you know what? Because you know with me, I had to go back to school to get my diploma. Was I went to a community college for that, and I'm gonna tell you something. I had to tell a, a lot of my family members because they they tried to force Damn. my brothers to go because they they dropped out of you know of like the college and university. Damn. They was like, "Fuck that, we ain't doing this." Now I had to tell them. I said, told a lot of my family. I said, for me. I would never go to a four-year university. <laughs> I, I said, for one thing, especially no damn HBCU. And the fact is, they make black people. They make black people. Not only that, they make black people just coon, coon it up. Like every black person that I see that's in my family that has went to one of them, I'm, I'm being serious with you. I would rather be in the room with Carlton Banks than to be in the room with them. 
God damn. I'm being serious. I'd rather be in a room with, well, Uncle Tom, like Terry Crews or Carlton Banks, because they would tell you, oh, well, we're black. We're black, but then they do the state. They, they get these jobs in the social services. They get jobs in the DMV. They get jobs in the welfare office. And meanwhile, they're supposed to be prominent pillars in the black community. Oh, HBCU graduate, this was this eternity. But then they get jobs, and notice this, they get jobs within uh, places to keep low-income black people down. And the whole time, they will treat these brothers and sisters like shit. I got, I, got a, I got an aunt that was a social worker, and she bragged about her HBCU shit. And I'm being serious with you. She treat all her fucking clients like shit. All of them. And I'm looking like, you're supposed to be a well-to-do black woman. <laughs> I'm being serious with you. I got cousins who've been the law enforcement. And I'm being sure they'll whoop somebody ass that's black before the white cop will. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, but you brag about your HBCU. You brag about being a part of this, part of that, but you look what you're doing. <laughs> look, look at the, I'm, I'm going to tell y'all something. They had them, them guys that whooped that guy ass, the FedEx guy in, um, what you call it, in uh, Memphis a couple years ago. You remember that? All of them uh, guys Tyree were Nichols. Yeah, Tyree yeah. Nichols. All them cops were part of America Sci-Fi. You remember that? Yes, sir. Yeah, it is now. I, I, got, I got family like that, and I'm being serious with you. I tell them all the time, I'd rather be a broke, broke nigga, <laughs> working a regular job than to go sell out and be over there with y'all. I'm being serious with you. I, <laughs> I, I, I'd rather be a broke country ratchet nigga than to be a, 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 a Uncle Tom bougie nigga like that because – no. <laughs> no. Well, back, I said well, back the other day. night. What is that, bro? I said it the other night. I hate them fucking cops because they'll do all this dirty shit. And uh-huh. once, once, yeah. their pen, once their pension is secure, then they find Jesus. <laughs> Dang. <Yeah. laughs> It'd be like, uh, what's that dude, Anton LaVey, as soon as he get ready to die? I, I believe in God now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this <Yeah>. deathbed. <laughs> yeah. So I, I can't well, stand. Yeah. Damn. They're terrible. It's, it's always these black ones that's hard as hell. Always hard as hell. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yeah. Going to military. Oh, yeah. oh shit. Yeah. Too much like that. You know, Sarasu said he used to be a police officer. And that he, he was terrible on the force. 
Yeah. No, said it was a police he, officer. He was a sheriff's deputy. He worked at the jail. And they say uh, he was the worst yeah, one uh, out there, too. And, uh... Yeah. And they told me. They told me once one of those, you always one of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotta be. And the crazy part about remember back in the day when man, um, what's his name, Bill Cosby, them pushed a lot of this goddamn Greek fraternity shit real deep back in the day. Yeah. You remember, um, damn, especially with. Different world and all that shit. They yeah. that shit, man, look glorified and fun. But old, old stuck up ass Whitley. You know, I didn't see it that way back then. I used to like that little proper ass girl back then. <laughs> but, Me too. Yeah, I used to like but, the red bones back in the day too. Yeah, I, I, but, I tell you, back in the day, he, I was a, a color struck nigga. I love me some Whitley Gilbert back in the day. Yeah, but he glorified, <laughs> made you want to go to college and shit like that, you know? You know? Join them damn Greek fraternity. And it was another one. I know, um, I don't know the Cosby. Did he have a, he, he somewhat talked about it, but especially that different world, though. That that shit there, man. Yeah. You want to go be a Morehouse man. And that's what I think they was kind of advertising more, Morehouse and, and kind of like Spellman. I think that's what they was kind of somewhat advertising, wasn't it? Kind of portraying. Yeah, yeah that was. And, and you know what? And Felicia Rashad that played Mother Huxtable, the uh, Lady Huxtable, whatever damn name is the wife, yeah. they just, uh, because of the Bill Cosby scam, they dropped her from being, um, uh, what do you call it, just that what she was in uh, Howard University, but they dropped her ass. Damn. Because she, I, yeah, they dropped her. Her and Debbie Allen, they ain't working at no Howard University no more. Yeah, yeah. I never understand them. Damn. Yeah, they, that, they that was some bougie hoes. Yeah, they hurt me every time they open their mouths. <laughs> yeah. Just shut, shut up, turn around, let me hit it and go. Every time you open your mouth, you just, you just turn me off. Shit. Damn. Yeah. You got big show, dude. Especially our sister. Our sister, it's, it hurt not all them girls on the different world. Yeah. I tell you, I tell you another woman that disgusts me in both ways, uh, Maya Angelou. Oh, yeah. Man. She gave me the creeps. And what's this new supposed poet? Uh, can't think of her name. But she gives me the creeps. There's something about, and and you know they dice. Yeah. You, know, you know, people can say what they want to say, but you can tell in their verbiage that something yeah. that they ain't playing with a with a full deck. Huh. And my Angelou, she I, I didn't know. I didn't really never get into it, but she didn't. Yeah, she was married to a white dude, wasn't it? Or European? I want to call him white, but European, wasn't it? Yeah. Damn. And, and that was a, a female poet. I forgot she was in the, um, she was in the, I think her last name was Sanchez. She was, um, she was another poet back in the day. Um, um, 
she was another um, poet back in the day with the Maya Angelou crew, and she came out two years ago before oh, yeah. she died. Wow. Oh, yeah. remember, remember I said the other night, for some reason, black women are drawing the dice? Sonia yeah. Sanchez. That's her name. Sonia Sanchez. I don't know her. I don't know nothing about her. So, okay. Yeah, she was, she was like one of those uh, poet-type females, and she was, uh, she was, she was like that too, uh, like a poet-type uh, female, and she did her and Alice Walker and, like I said, Maya Angelou and all of them. They was all in one big old, uh, they was all in one big old circle. As yeah. for Davis, and think about all, it, Dave. I mean, Oprah Winfrey, Angela Bassett. Uh, what's the the strange looking chick that played uh, the the woman king? You know, uh, and, Angela and, Davis. Not well. Yeah, she was another one, but the the black lady that plays uh, it was this movie called The Woman King, supposedly over in Africa. Yeah. And I, she was. Man. She, what's, what's her name? Uh, uh, Viola Davis. I said Angela Davis. My bad. Uh, Viola Davis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they always and, and I could tell they dykes because I hear one you talk about. Hmm. You know, hey, oh, she. Hey, you know, <laughs> go ahead, Dave. No, 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 no. Go ahead, go ahead. I, I, just, I know, I know what you're about to say. <laughs> no, <laughs> no I'm, just, I'm just saying it's like they they they're attracted to this this hard headed, retarded, like illiterate, like disgusting looking. I don't I don't know why they draw this shit. Hmm. You know, and 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 I'm. <laughs> Because I, I used to have this theory when I was younger that all all females are on the fence between straight and dyke. Damn. <laughs> that that's a good. Well, you right about that one, man. Yeah. Because you uh, one one bitch a cry, and the bitch that's comforting her is a little over comforting. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. it, it, it's almost erotic, and I'm like, yo, why are you touching? Yeah, no, 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 fuck that. You know, so yeah, I, you know, I just they they strange, man. They strange. And and you know what? You know what, Alpha Male? I don't know if you remember. Oprah also had a girl that was with her uh, name. Um, Ava DuVernay. That's, yep, that's the one I couldn't think of her name. Yep. Ava DuVernay, and she, I, I don't know why I was watching some of them shows she had. Greenleaf, that show by the pastor's family called Greenleaf. She did another one called Queen Sugar. Tell you something, these books were based off of, like, real stories. Like, Queen Sugar, Greenleaf was based off of books. And I'm going to tell you something. For some reason, I used to hate to 
like read a book that got turned into a film adaption. Let me tell you why. They don't put all that shit in the all that shit that they put in the movies ain't in the books. Yeah. Like Queen Sugar, which Ava DuVernay is one of Oprah's dyke dyke girlfriends. In the in the movie in the show Queen Sugar, they was dyking it up like hell. And I'm gonna tell you something. I had to stop watching that show because I was looking. I'm like, wait, what's that? This shit ain't in the book. Because I actually read the book. I'm like, this shit ain't in the book. The fuck you mean by uh, old girl going with the damn going with her professor? I'm like, this shit ain't in it. Talk about damn your sister supposed to be pro black. Going with um. A white dude that's a cop, that shit ain't in the book. That's yeah. why I think I'm just like, and even the book was about a guy who was a felon. He went and robbed somewhere, and he had his son. He did some time, came out, took care of his son. And then there was a girl who was a lawyer, and she was very big. Her father died. She came back home to take care of the land and help her little brother out. Right. But nowhere in the book did they have a dyke sister. So when I looked at the show Queen Sugar, I'm thinking, okay, let me see. I keep hearing everybody come out read the actual book. Nowhere in there, all on the show is nothing but gay. They gay and every fucking thing up. I'm like, none of this shit in the damn book. None of this shit. I'm going to tell you something. I had to put put this goddamn show down. I said, fuck it. I'm like, "Uh -uh." uh-uh. None of this shit's in the book. I'm going to tell you, worst shit ever. Don't ever read no damn film adaption. Of no book when it's black people that's directing it because they will put the gay bullshit in the goddamn movies. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad you said that because my wife has Netflix, right? Now I'll grab a science fiction movie that has nothing to do with nothing. Now I'm the type of person I don't want to see no relationship in the movie because I don't give a fuck. I want to see the movie, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm watching fucking Godzilla and they got a way to put that faggot shit in there. In Godzilla. I told my wife, you need to start paying for this shit because I've only found one goddamn program that doesn't have faggot shit in it. Yep. <laughs> they got a whole channel on now just for that on that on the Netflix, ain't it? I don't know. I, I just put in science fiction. And, and even the cop shows and the murder mysteries. And, you, and, and here's the fucked up thing. They, they fuck with you because they put it in like the ninth episode, right? Yeah. <laughs> to, Damn. to see if you're stupid enough to continue. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. this, this shit is disgusting. And I always tell you, you ought to be ashamed of yourself watching this shit. 
Yeah. Remember, sure. remember Netflix. The, the Christians got all over Netflix ass for that because they was finna put out a, a, a something a thing about gay Jesus. Boy, them Christians got all over their ass for, and they 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 didn't put that out there. But they was getting ready to do some some kind of thing. But it was like a gay Jesus though. Well, Passion of, the Christ, Passion of the Christ was about a gay Jesus. Yeah. Damn, Jesus, I ain't, I ain't Jesus never watched it. Damn fruitcake. Yeah, I ain't Jesus never watched it. Jesus. Me, oh, yeah. but I saw I saw the poster. It was, oh, it was yeah. showing up a long a long hair faggot in a dress. Yeah, <laughs> damn. Hey, hey. Uh oh, I got a good clip for y'all. I just found. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm a male, but yes, I'm gonna tell you this is one of the reasons why I don't I I don't subscribe to messianic doctrine. Listen at this, Jesus. Is Zeus? I keep telling y'all that Jesus is Zeus. Like when you looking at even even with Jesus period, he has to be Zeus because all the New Testament is written in Greek Greece. It's written in Rome, Greece. It, it wasn't nothing but homos over there. Mm. That's why I said Jesus is gay. I I will never. Believe that Jesus is black. I don't care how much Crayola a messianic keyboard put up that Jesus is white. I'm glad you said that because when I first met, I don't know if he was uh, Mexican or Puerto Rican, but his name was spelled at that time. I thought it was Jesus. He said, no, he started that way. No, it's Jesus. But it's, yeah. it's still just like Jesus. I'm like, ah, okay. <laughs> yep, yep. The Spanish call him Jesus. Right. right. But, but so you get that King like, James 1611 is Isus. Yeah. So you get King James 1611 like, is Isus. It's spelled yep. like I. It's spelled yep, with I, I, right? Yep. I owe you, and, and and you know what? And that's why Tazoriak and them don't want to motherfucking pull out the real King James and the Tinsdale and the John Y. Cleese mm. Bible because all those Bibles have that shit pronounced like that. Mm-hmm. But they, they tell you, though, to get the King James 1611. They but do. They, they, remember, they, they tell read. you to get the King James sixteen eleven, and the King James sixteen eleven, the one got Isus on it, and that's yeah. the one they tell you. But they read it. That's why they. But but remember the game though. They they don't say Jesus. They say Yahweh Shai. And remember, right. they tell. That's why I did that video. They tell people Jesus and Yahweh Shai is two different people. Yeah. Remember that day. You remember that? No, no, not according to one West. They say Yahweh Shah and Jesus is two different people. See how they play the goddamn game? That's why I be doing yeah. some of the videos like I be doing. Some people probably do. Some of the people be coming sometimes. They don't catch that because they don't hear that shit. That's why the Messianic, they don't never comment on them videos. Some of them camp. They don't come. They know we be telling I be on their ass about that bullshit. <laughs> Like that's why I be saying this stuff. The people probably don't understand. Like this fool, he'll crazy. What do you mean? Where, where's the book of Yahweh Shai? They be knowing what I'm talking about. That's why I be throwing it out there like that. Where the book of Yahweh Shai is? 
Yeah. You, you know what? That's interesting. Because now some some camps will say, Yeah, I wish I Jesus it's like like it's the same. Mm-hmm. Like they'll say one in front of the other. Yeah. You know, like uh you know, uh, Pookie, aka uh <laughs> sniper. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Who, who are you talking about? I don't know. Don't uh, Israel United in Christ? Don't they say Jesus? Don't they? I think they yeah. say. I'm not sure. They say yeah, both. They say Jesus. They say. Oh, they said Jesus. Because I remember they did a video. They say Yahweh Shah was not his name. They teach against that Yahweh Shah stuff. Uh, yeah, hey, they teach against Yahweh Shah. Gather Christ Church, say, uh, gather of Christ Church, say, Yeshaya. Yeah, Yeshaya. Yeah, they call him Yeshaya. I've heard that, yeah. Now, let me ask you something now. We understand what this, like, the pronunciation of Jesus, and they turned the, 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 the J into a J sound, but we're... Are they are they saying Yahawasha to confuse or connect it to Yah? Is is that part of why they do that? I'm gonna break something down to you. Okay. A lot of them, <laughs> and I've heard this stupid ass breakdown before. They say Yahawasha is supposed to be Joshua. Huh? There was this, a lot of them say that Joshua and he and Palo Hebrew is Yahusha. So when they say yeah. they say Yahusha, they mean my Savior supposedly. Yeah. But I'm gonna tell you something. It's it's they tried to put it like this Yah, which means he. How supposed to be my thing? They try to put him as like a god and a savior in one, like you were saying. But then they compare him to your, uh, Joshua. Now, that's why it, I said. Here's another question. Okay, if J was pronounced Ha, then Jacob would be who? Ha. Haku, Hakob, or, or yep. I, I'm confused now. You right, Yakob. 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 Okay. Yakob. Yeah. So, all right, I, I, I think I'm, I'm catching on. Yeah. That's hey, why, Alvin, I, I, I got like, the Bible shot. I be having talking about the complete Jewish study Bible and stuff like that. Even though this this is a messianic, but I, I it's certain things like the notes that I know this they they trying to teach that messianic stuff. But it's a lot of stuff they changed. They will have because these are Jews who did this book, even they Jewish messianics. But like in this book, they do have Yaakov. They have the, they change. They won't have some of them English like that. Some of them names they change the names, put it back. And even when you go on with Dave, we're just saying though. He said Joshua. Even when they'll say some of them say Yehoshua, Yehoshua it would still be the same as they saying Joshua. And it's crazy because when you even read, um, 
I'm trying to find one right fast. When it says, Yah is our Savior, ah, I'm trying to find one. It's in Isaiah. Because it, when you read anywhere in the uh, uh, the Tanakh, when it actually says Savior, man, I'm trying to find a scripture right fast. They got it in there, top of my head. Well, anyway, when you see where it says Savior and stuff like that, if you were reading that in Hebrew, you actually would read it and say Yehoshua. I mean, yeah, Yehoshua or uh, Yahshua. I'm going to say like Yahshua. And you'd be like, hold up. Yeah. They are Jesus, ain't you? Like, nah. Because the Hebrew word for Savior is, would have been like Yeshua or Yeshia or something. Okay, here you yeah, I just sort of had one highlighted somewhere. Uh, I'm trying to find. Damn, I got it highlighted, but where is it? I don't know. Well, I'm looking for the exact word that says Savior. I'm looking for the exact word that says, oh, here you go. Isaiah 43 and verse 3. Now, this is like I said in my complete Jewish study Bible. It says, for I am Yahweh, your Elohim, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Now, if I actually had that as a, a Hebrew right there, look at it up, Savior, it would say like Yahshua, uh a Yehoshua or something like that, that word Savior. But if somebody seen that Yeshua, oh, man, see, Jesus is mentioned in the whole Old Testament. See, it said Yeshua right there. No, that's just what Savior means. That's just the word Savior. That's how they get you. They, they get okay. people with Yeshua, just Yeshua, Yehoshua, like they were saying Joshua. Or we say Yahshua. See, still, Joshua, yeah, yeah, uh, Yahshua. That means Yehoshua, that means salvation. But they make it look like it's talking about Jesus. That's why they say he's our savior, because savior, the word savior is Yahshua, or say that Yehoshua, a.k.a. Then they might give it now, say Jesus. Okay. Yeah, it's a trick. That's why it's so tricky. It, it, it'd be so difficult when you, you know, when people don't really know the, na- the, the names and because they trick us out with this Christian shit. Well, I'm, I'm glad I met you, brothers, because uh, <laughs> I, I was, I, well, I, I won't say I was. I'm still thoroughly confused, but it, yeah. it's coming together. It's coming it is together. confusing. I ain't going to lie, brother. It is. It, it take a lot, man. It, it is confusing. Uh, and you yeah. know what? And I'm glad you brought that up. Even when you do look at uh, Shayak, like which is Mashiach, some people will say that that's in like okay when you go to Isaiah, the forty ninth chapter, the fifth verse, and they talk about Isaiah being the helper or the savior, in there, some people will um, some some and I'm no maybe it was just the scriptures I read the book called the scriptures. They put my shayat right there. Some mm. people put my shayat, and shayat means, some people say savior, but it really means anointed. But some of, the, some of the Hebrews will screw up and will, like, matter of fact, let me go to my, uh, uh, let me go uh, what to was my that, What was that scripture again, Dave? If I look it up in the scripture Bible, it was uh, Isaiah, I want to say 49 or 5. It might be Isaiah the 53rd. It's one of them. I'm going to look up both of them. Yeah, because when they go to talk about Savior, they go, they always talk about Isaiah. And, but 
they they try to make Savior as far as somebody. Let's see, Isaiah forty three, forty three and three. Yeah, try that. Oh, no, man, forty three and three. I'll be yeah, right back. Okay, no problem. And they say Masiak. Oh, that's yeah, the one I read some, earlier, I think, yeah. Yeah, and some, and some of them use Isaiah 49. Now, uh, how they put Marshall with that with Savior? Well, okay, when you look in that Masiak, right? Yeah. So, now, and when you get into some of their coordinates, which they got screwed up concordance. Like KJV concordance will say, like, um, some of them will say, like, shy, uh, what do you call it? Shayat. Some of them will say, Yasha. Like he was saying, Yahusha. Where yes, they sometimes confuse Yahusha. But when you're getting into certain, like, especially KJV, they will say Mashayat instead of Yashat, Yasha. And they get that they get that word confused. They will. They will get that confused. I've heard um such IHUK. They will say like Mashayat. Mashayat for them would be messianic. But that means Savior, according to them. If you look at it from a KJV Hebrew standpoint, it was it will mean um, Savior for them. That's but still that's wrong for King James. Cause that's still yeah. wrong. Mashiach, Mashiach, a Mashiach, or how would they? That would just be anointed. Anointed ain't nowhere in this in this in that verse. Now you do but have, like I said, got I, I got to say, I got the um, the uh, uh, the description Bible, and it says for you know, and they don't even have a name. They have the tetragrammaton in there. It says for I am Yah, your Elohim, the uh, set up, the set apart one of Israel, your Savior. And it says I gave you Mizraim as your ransom. So you don't even have anointed. So how in the hell? I'm saying how did how are they getting? Uh, Mashiach, which is anointed from there. They adding it to that. Because that says Savior, which would be, like I said, Yehoshua or uh, Yahshua. Because that's Savior right there. That ain't anointed. Because Mashiach or Mashiach or Mashiach, however they want to name it, say it, That that's anointed. I don't know how in the hell they get that. I ain't never said that. that in there. And, that's, and that's what a lot of them put in there, too. That's how a lot of them will say anointed and savior is about the same, and I've no, I've heard that sir. being pushed too. No, they lying heard, on that one. Yeah, they adding that. See, that's what not, that's what they want to make it. See, that's what I was saying. They want to make him be a part of the scriptures when he's not in there. And like I said, if people not listening and studying and falling along with it, yeah, they'll get them. I, I got another one. I got the um. My Jerusalem Bible, it says Savior right there. They don't say none of that in there. Don't say none of that stuff. It says Savior. So, yeah, they, they add that in there. 
and and see that's what they do. And that's why I say when I that's why when I look at anointing and I look at Savior, I I ignore it. <laughs> I just I just go and I just read my commands. Well, yeah, they two yeah. different words. Yeah, they just two different words. And anointed has nothing to do, and by the way, anointed has nothing to do with no damn Christ. And you see, that's what—that's the whole point that Christians need to realize. Well, they realize that, uh, which I don't think they are. Uh, not, I'm gonna say some of them not. They will real because they said the crazy to Christ, the Christ, a Christ. It's like I said, just mean anointed one. Like I said, hell, King Cyrus, hell, he wasn't even no Israelite, but he was called anointed, the anointed one. You see, they need to learn what this word anointed means. They just automatically, this Messiah, he the Messiah, Christ is the Messiah, he this superhero that just going to die on the cross. No, bro, where y'all getting this from? They don't understand the concept of anointed. They just oh. think it. Go ahead, brother. Yes. You're terribly mistaken. You you Uh-oh. you assume you assume they read. <laughs> you right about that. <laughs> you you show sure right. They they, yeah, they regurgitate us. That's it. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna tell you the worst. Not yeah, the worst, yeah. but one of the worst experiences I had is. My mom didn't know I could read. And, you know, she was one of them, them holiness, high-rolling church folks. Yes, sir. Oh, let me get and and my, my dad had me read some stuff out of the Bible. And one day she was coming at me, and I laid that, I laid that word on her. Boy, I thought I was going to die that day. Man, <laughs> that happened to my grandma. Man, my dad had to save me. That's how belligerent she was. I knew something was wrong. My dad used to always tell me, like, man, how do you know that? I was like, I don't mm. know, Pop. It just, it just feels wrong. And then he would show me little thing in the Bible. See that right there? See that? that? I'd be like, okay, okay. You know? And uh, and I just just say stuff. And just like now, you'll say, you know, that's in the book. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. Yeah, like I messed with you earlier. I said, you must have read this book I got over here already. (laughs) (laughs) No. No. I, I, I just... I don't know. I, I just feel things. Sometimes I can't explain them. I can just feel them. Yes, sir. You got the spirit of the sermon, as the Bible says. You got the spirit of the sermon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. And, and you know what? Today, going back into that, like I said, you know, I've, I've heard somebody kind of disputing on that because I see this sometimes. Because I wrote something one time. They said, no, that ain't how you say the name. Because they say Yahshua and then like the most of the European Jews have it, is Yeshua. And they're like, ah, because somebody has said, hey, man, that ain't, that ain't how you say it. It's Yahshua. And I looked at him like, you know what? I said, I would rather spell it like that. I know it will follow. I was like, I would rather spell it like that because you got Yah on I'm like, yeah, it would be the right. Cause, oh, because we're not going there because of, you think about this new 
this this because people be this is why I be guys be talking about y'all need to learn Hebrew. Well, actually, this Hebrew they got modern Hebrew is made up. That's why people be saying it's it's, it's well, I'm saying it's made up from a European. Oh, damn, wait, yeah. it was a European. Let me his name. Uh, let me get this book right fast. One second. He's actually, uh, they call him the father of um, of modern Hebrew. Uh, Dave, I know you would know his name. Uh, they call him Ben Yahuda. It uh, Ehad Ben Yahuda, something like that. He was a European. Yeah, I've heard of him. I yeah, heard European. of him. They said that it was basically lost, the biblical Hebrew and all. That was lost. And I seen them European dudes, you know them dudes that they, they, they don't like, they, they go against Israel. They got a name, they call it, the ultra-Orthodox Jews. And they go against, say, the, the state of Israel is not supposed to be over there. So, but anyway, I seen a video. And the light of her city. Uh, they call some kind of Mata, Mata Carta. They, I know that they, the other group called it's Carta or something, but it's another name. I can't pronounce it. But they, I, they I do know the black like about. the Hasidic Jews. They they be out there protesting with the Palestinians and stuff. They yeah. but they Jews. They call them ultra orthodox Jews. But anyway, dude was saying he was arg- he was debating with well, it's just it's one of the Jews was trying to get him to debate with him. He's like, Hey man, we ain't we don't do all that debate. We ain't got time for all that. But dude was kinda going with him and he was like you know, people there say the Lashawan Kadash, that's made up. That's that's some bull crap that the Hebrew Israelites made up. But no, that dude, that ultra orthodox Jew, he was telling dude, he's like, hey, he started saying something about their language. And he was like, why did y'all, how come y'all don't study Lashawan Kadash? He said, y'all made up y'all own language. He said, that's not real Hebrew, that's Yiddish. And that's going yep. back to what we're talking about with this dude, Ben Yehuda, you go back, that is. It's from German. It's mixed with German and Yiddish and all of that. But it's not real biblical Hebrew. So when that, that Orthodox Jew was saying that Lashawan Kadash was actually the real Hebrew, he was telling that goddamn other Jew that. So even the Orthodox know that. So when people are like, man, these Hebrew Israelites, that all that Lashawan Kadash, that's a made up shit that they made up. No, not even according to the damn what you call. They know better than that. The Hebrew that everybody talking about, man, you got to learn Hebrew. That's not the original biblical Hebrew that the ancient Israelites studied. I mean, with yeah, they spoke. Go ahead. Yeah, because I've always known that they, uh, it, and it, it slipped my mind, but, yeah, I've always known that they, uh, the, uh, the Germans over in Israel spoke Yiddish. Yep. And they you stuff know. is mixed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, and you, you notice I call them Germans, right? Yes, sir. They're not. Hmm. They, they, they're not Jews. Never had been a Jew. Uh oh. I got to find. I got something. Yeah. But I, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna go too deep because <laughs> uh, you, you know, uh, uh, Pastor Alvin. Yeah, he said something. Hey Dave, I think Alpha Male, I think Alpha Male got a lot bigger over there. He ain't telling us about Dave. Hey, 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 hey! Look, look, look! Now I'm gonna, I'm gonna put something to you also. So yesterday, I was in the other day. Not yet. Yeah, it was yesterday. 
I was in in the grocery store, and I, you know me, I I wear my prayer shawl everywhere I go, and my you know Star Davis, and I had a white Jewish man. He said, "What's up with all that you wearing?" I, I said, "I'm an Israelite. I'm a I'm a Jew." And he said, "Did you convert?" I said, "Hell no." My whole ancestry, everybody, like, my my people predate 1941 and 1917. And, and he, in, uh, he bit his tongue for a second. And he started talking about some, well, I was born over there. I said, well... My whole ancestors is Israel. And, and you can kind of tell he was kind of fed up with my ass. <laughs> he was, yeah, I said, well, are you from, like, Kazakhstan or are you from, like, Germany? And he was like, no, I'm really from Israel. And I'm like, I don't know how because he had to be in his damn, what, like 70s or maybe 80s. He was an old, older white, white Jewish guy. And, you know, over there, the Balfour Declaration was in the 1940s. You know, that's when they really completed, like, the Israel over there. So him being in his 80s, I was uh, late 70s, I was looking at him like, how the fuck are you from Israel? Right. How uh, were you born there? Yeah. That's why, that's why, that's why, why are you from like Kazakhstan or, he said one of those places. But I'm like, well, you just said you're from Israel. I've seen it. I seen the films of them nine motherfuckers. Yeah, but he was he was confused and I started talking about the Torah. Like how we're you know, breaking it down and I told him I said, So I use I told him I grew up messianic Judaism where my family pretty much were messianic, but they were Jews. But they believed in the Messiah. Said, well, I don't know how that's possible. I said, well, that's right. You're you're right on that. You know and what? I told him I... you should you should have told him that you're not supposed to converse with the goyim. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey so he Jews listen, by Judaism religion. No, let's no. <laughs> this is where he got screwed up at, right? And so I told him, I said, well, look, I said, so for me, I said, you know, I read out the Stone Edition tonight. And I said, but I've noticed that going into synagogues, he started telling me about he ain't been to a synagogue in years. So I said, well, listen at this. I said, so my tabernacle I studied with is pretty much, we based out of Memphis. 
I said, but we actually study all the books. We study a lot of the books. I said, but I've been to synagogues, European synagogues, and I've noticed that they don't study Tanakhs. They don't study Torahs. They read out of Sador's. And I'm being serious. His ass got like silent like a motherfucker. I said, I said, you know, that that kind of tripped me up. And I said, it's kind of, it was kind of hard to find a uh, ministry that studied Tanakhs, that studied, you know, the actual, you know, Torah. I said, but it's strange how you go in synagogues, you're supposed to study Tanakh, supposed to study Torah, but y'all sing songs and shit and read out of a Siddur. And oh, he, his ass walked away. He said, I got to go. I said, mm. <laughs> well, you know, Dave, I, I, I've been looking at that, and I found out why. But first, let me, let me get Alpha Mel's. So I said Alpha Mel got a library over that day. He he ain't telling us, man. Alpha Mel got a secret library over there. He like the Vatican. He got a library because he said something <laughs> earlier. Because he said they, oh, oh, well, Alpha Mel, you said somebody some Germans there, you Alpha Mel. Yeah, ger- Germans over there in Israel. Cause check yeah. this out. I got I have reading up some mess with Alpha Mel though. I said he got a library over there. I got the complete, I mean, not a classic, complete Jewish. I got a, a, a Jewish encyclopedia, and I look up the word Oscanad. I think I showed it one time on YouTube, but the word Oscanad, this they book, they wrote this. It says Oscanazism, literally German. That's what yeah. it said. Oscanazi, literally German. It said the name was applied. Uh, uh, to Jews of Germany and northern France in the beginning of the 10th century. Yep. Yeah. It says then you spent uh the Sephardics. It says the Sephardics that is Jews from Spain, Portugal, and uh, the Mediterranean countries and North Africa. But it says literally Ashkenaziism literally means German. Mm-hmm. So how could Hitler hate the damn Jews when the exactly. Jews? Of what Germans? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I tell you why he hated them. Was it the same? Uh, the same debauchery we we witness in the day. Mm. You know, because uh, <laughs> it, it had nothing to do with their race. It had something to do with inf- them infiltrating politics and trying to. Uh, Establish the uh, banking system and all that stuff. You know, and it, had to do, it had to do with nothing with them having big noses or shiny heads. You know, yep. that's just oh, that's yeah. just a lie they perpetrate. Because you yes, know, and, and and people look at me crazy when I tell them, you know what? I understand Hitler. He he's about the most misunderstood man in history. Yep, yep. They would do. Oh, but they uh, right fast about what I looked at, bro, and why I, I, I looked at this, and because I remember you saying it about the synagogues. So I be sometimes I get up early in the Shabbat, and I turn on uh, some of the Shabbat services. Uh, and as far as I've been studying and looking as well, reading, 
And I've sometimes they will they have a Torah in there. They you know they have they don't have like what we got. Like they don't have the art strolls and stuff like that. They kind of have just like probably what you would have seen in the temple back then, the one big uh, stroll. Because you remember like, did you, when you went in there, did you see that big old like a big case and they had the Torah yeah. and a big stroll like yeah. that? Yeah. That's what they do. They'll bring that out. Uh, man, this book I got, it tells you how to do a, a Shabbat service in the synagogue. They'll bring out that big thing and, and, and they'll lay it out. You don't touch it with your hand. They, you know, they get their little pencil thing with the finger, and they read it with that. Especially when they, I've been seeing them doing bat mitzvahs with the boys, and I forgot what they call it. What is it, bat mitzvah with the girls, whatever? But they, the bat mitzvahs for the girls and the bar mitzvahs. Yeah, they had them the reading. So they will read from the Torah when they open and do some part. They read. But here's what it is, they I, I peeked it out, what they what it is. Shabbat service is, is and reading <laughs> And why um, you will see, because with the psalm, you said they read reading from the Sador. The Sador is like a prayer book, psalms, reading psalms. Because that Shabbat, they're doing worship service. They're giving praise to the Most High. It's not that you're studying Torah, because like I said, a lot of it, this why Ephraim was asked the other day, was the difference between law and uh, uh, the commandments. Because that's why you have other days, where you're studying the Torah, going through there, learning about the law, learning about the customs and other things. But Shabbat was a day you do a holy convocation to do what? You pray to glory to the Most High. That's why they're reading out of the Sadors, which is a prayer book. They're reading prayers. They're singing out of the book of Psalms. They're singing songs with the song books. Like you go to church, they, they got the choir up there. They're singing, giving, giving pray to Yah, and so on. That's what the Shabbat they're doing with the Shabbat. That's why you don't see them just really up there going too much into the Torah as much. They'll read it, then they'll put it up. That's why, because it's more about giving praise to Yah and giving, you know, that's it. That's why. Which you will see, and similar like that, now we disagree with the church, but that's why you go to church on Sunday, and they have what they call worship service. Then you'll see on Wednesdays, or some Tuesdays maybe, they have what they call well, Bible study. But even before that, they have Sunday school where they learn how to supposedly read the Bible. <laughs> then they have, on Wednesday, they have Bible study. But Sunday is, really Sunday is worship service. That's what they really had for Shabbat. Could you think about back then, Dave? Just think about when Moses them, we were back then. You wouldn't have been, everybody didn't have no Bible. It's even even coming out of body there. Only people who maybe had, what was it, what was the, the Torah strolls in? They was in the Ark of the Covenant. When everybody didn't have no damn Torah inside of they, they, they whatever they lived in, their houses. Only had them was the high priest, and the high priest was telling everybody these stories. And that went on for a long time, even with the synagogues. Now, we're privileged today to be having the Bibles and all of this stuff in our own home, but hell, you just went with what the, when you went to the temple, you just had to listen to the high priest them tell you the stories about the Torah, and that was it. Yeah. And you sit there and worship service. That's why you see, like I got, all, I bought some. That's why I've been saying these crazy ass Hebrew Israelites. I know we about to go over in one minute. Well, we we've been in overtime, so it's about to start recording in one minute. But. This is why I've been hearing them crazy ass. It's like Black Shabbat, them. We talking about 
What the Lord say, they read the book of Psalms like it's a prophecy book. It's not a prophecy book. You go, you go in here, it's a book of prayers. Like when David was praying, asking the most I forgive him for his sins. You go in here and read, you can read them for prayers. People get sick, other little things that's happening. You can read them for like, you know, for, like I said, prayers uh, for the sick. Uh, you're just going through something, emotionalism, going through it. Or you can sing, use it as song books. Like the like Catholic Church, them got a hymn books. This is basically what it's about. That's why you, I, I buy some that's separate. They call the it's actually called the uh, Tehillim instead of the Book of Psalms. It's to call the Tehillim. The Tehillim, yeah. Then I got the I have two of them. Yeah. That's that's not it's not even included in the in the Bible. It's by itself. They separate, and that's what they use for. That's what a subdoy is. It's full of uh like scriptures and stuff out of the book of Psalms. So, yeah, so it, yeah. It's, it's all like how they do. I, I look at the Jews, I be like them European Jews. I see how they do a lot of stuff, and I'm like, okay. I, and I, I learn a lot about it. But the Hebrews are like community sometimes. They Shabbat, they don't really have Shabbats. I'm be honest. They don't have Shabbats. They still doing the same old thing, talk about the damn white man is the devil. Yeah, Ashkenazim. <laughs> yeah, you know, Ashkenazi. And, damn, it surely is, don't it? Yeah. Oh, I want to play this right fast. So we ain't, we ain't recording now. We ain't gonna get in trouble for it now. We start recording. But check it out, Alpha Bell. You see it is. What's this? Like, it's this bright on something like that. That's the name of that. You know the website I'm talking about, Alpha Bell. It's a, it's a white website. They play a lot of information you ain't gonna hear on mainstream. I think it's bright on. Bright on dot com or something. You sent me some video that one time before. But I, you, uh, I had to send it to you though. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah, but they ain't gonna play the whole video. I want to just hear because I hadn't listened to it either. I just saw it. I was searching for stuff, bro. They got a thing on here's a video. They said because uh, this supposed to be a lot of conservative. Yeah, they go in there and talk about news that they ain't gonna let them kicked off of YouTube all that. But I got to really. This says child rape victim testify. Oh, Dave, here you go, Dave. This, I know you're going to like this one. Child rape victim testified Michelle Obama raped me when she was a man. What? <laughs> Dang. Dave, Dave fell out of his chair. I heard him when he fell. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what it what says. What the fuck? I'm in the place of it is here, man. I'm just a little bit. Uh-oh, a little bit. A child rape victim, by the whistle, and testified about the cult of pedophilia operating in the White House during the Obama years, alleging that both Obama and Biden raped her during their time in office. Files stalks the halls of the White House during Obama's presidency, according to Ali Carter. None more shameless than then-Vice President Biden, whose secret security staff have long been aware of his sick predilections. But the culture of pederasty did not stop at the top during the Obama years. It permeated the entire system and goes much deeper than you might expect. The victim alleges she was also raped by Michelle Obama, and this is where things get really disturbing. Presidents, vice presidents, art collectors, Hollywood executives, climate czars, and pizza shop owners. Let's face it, it's one big depraved cult, and thank God you're not in it. Before we get started, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and join the People's Voice Locals community to join our incredible community, support the channel, and gain access to exclusive and uncensored content. Government agencies and the public are all complicit to the horrors of child trafficking, according to Ali Carter, 
who told Stu Peters that Child Protective Services, the FBI, CIA, and local law enforcement are all involved. The rot begins at the top, but it does not stop there. And everybody is so worried about the elite, and we could give those names of Barack Obama, Joe Biden. We know about Michelle Obama. That's a man. We know about... Oh, shit. Mel Mal. I, I y'all know I'm going to send y'all this clear. I got to send y'all this clear. This is supposed they showing the video. They showing her. She just said Michelle Obama... Day, goddamn, shut. What the old folks say? Shut the front door. Let me play a little bit more, y'all. Damn, <laughs> damn. Um, too short. We know about Akon and Steven Tyler, and we can give those names all day. And everybody is so worried about that. But what you should be worried about is the people that are in between, the people that go as low as your grave diggers. I was in schools. Uh, I was trafficked in underground tunnels that link under your schools. Uh, through your cemeteries, under uh, your, your amusement parks, through Universal Studios, and into Hollywood elite homes um, all over the place, all over the world. So the names that you just mentioned, Barack Obama. Stop it one second. But what she was she saying, I remember, bro, I remember hearing them saying, even going back to JFK days, the underground tunnels, how they said at night they used to sneak Marilyn Monroe inside the White House for damn JFK. And even they was talking about going back to George Bush days. Them, they just sneak prostitutes in through them damn underground tunnels and stuff. I remember that. Even the movie White House Down, they had. They showed them them underground tunnels and shit. They trying to get it. So damn, what she saying? Some deep shit, y'all. Let me see. Come on, Sam. Play back again. Uh, Stephen Tyler, Joe Biden, Michelle Obama, personal sexual experiences with these people yes these people participated in sex abuse firsthand with you can you tell that story because that's important for people to understand and and to know and to this point i don't think a national platform has given you the opportunity to say those things no because everybody is complicit it, it, everybody is complicit. It is covered up by your local FBI. It is covered up by your local police department. It is underground tunnels. There's a whole world. Um, it's a different way of life. There's every source of transportation. <laughs> when I- I'm going to just stop it right there. I know we want to come in. I got to send that to y'all, man. God damn. Yes, they actually showing her face on here. Now, I mean, you remember this? You remember this uh, page when you uh, this 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 thing? I remember you sent me some stuff from the year, well, not years ago. <laughs> she actually said Michelle was a man. God damn it, that goes to what uh, uh, Joan Rivers said. And you and you know what's so crazy about that too? Yeah, I'm about to uh, go to sleep. Yes, sir. We're going to get out of here. work in the morning. Um, even when, and I've been talking about this for a long time. When you're looking at, even when you do look at a lot of these, uh, especially people in the entertainment industry, a lot of them are clones. A lot of them are, are pretty much clones whom they switch their gender out. Like, a lot of these, like Kamala Harris, she's a man, too. Hillary Clinton's probably a man, too. That ugly mother, son. 
shit, Susan Rice. She looked like a little, like a little, uh, fucking um, low, uh, a uh, uh, low fucking uh, light skin dude. She looked like Cat Williams when he was in the damn Pimp Chronicles. Yeah, that same hairstyle. Yeah, like that. That's why I said I don't. You know, I, I, even with uh, was Stacey Abrams. She looked like a damn Gerald Avert with a dress on. <laughs> you know, that's why I say y'all got to really look at that Obama. Obama looked like a woman with a suit. You know, yeah. Joe Biden looks like Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah. That's why I said, that's why I said, don't take that shit seriously. They switch yeah. out genders. They will. They just clone you and switch out your gender and kill the old you. <laughs> so have you seen Michelle Obama's pictures with her, Michelle, with her, uh, it was Michelle or Michael with Obama with a little afro? You seen that picture? Oh, yeah. They was on the college campus. Michelle Obama was looking like damn uh, Jesse Johnson or some shit. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so so Je- Jeffrey Epstein is probably Jennifer Epstein now. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Shit, they all switch out genders. Hell, damn. Obama look. Obama look like a damn Lisa Ray. With a little afro, this shit. They they just they they switch them out. That's all they all they do. Yeah. They take a regular civilian and make yeah. them into something of the opposite. Even when you look at entertainment industry, entertainment industry is a devil's playground. Yep. <laughs> it's a, like I'm gonna tell you something. It's it's hard for me to look at a damn movie nowadays. I can't because I'm like the mom looks like a man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every one of them. Shirley Temple looks like a little little white boy with a wig. <laughs> yeah. I, I refuse to take the shit seriously anymore. Yeah, I, I, I refuse to. Everybody got to wonder. Everybody like Stevie Wonder. We all wondering around this motherfucker. Yeah. Who's fucking real? Yeah. yeah. I just had to I'm share that with y'all, brothers. What is it, brother? Yeah. I'm keeping them all at arm's length. I don't trust none of them. Yes, sir. Yeah, I saw that. I yeah. like, oh, hell. It was something on Natural News. I was looking at Natural News. That's how I found it. I was looking at Natural News and somehow... That thing, one of the other sites popped up, and then that thing popped up. I was like, oh, I got to see that. But I saw that. I got to finish listening to that shit there. I got to see what they saying on that one. But I do remember them talking about underground tunnels and stuff, even going back to JFK. Yep, sneaking Marilyn Monroe in, sneaking all them prostitutes in, the White House. Didn't they have underground tunnels in New York? Underneath the synagogue, you remember that recently? Yep, 
Yep. Huh. Hell, uh, I think it's, yeah, it's New York. Remember, they had a documentary, man. You could go on YouTube, look at underground cities. Mm-hmm. I think Chicago has them, New York. Yeah, underground cities. Harry Thompson said, Harry Thompson said, underground railroads. Yep. Yeah, but now nah, they got <laughs> real underground. Cities really oh, yeah. under the damn ground for real. Hell yeah. And then you know what's fucked up? Is the motherfucker you call your homeboy or your brother or your cousin, they, they, them motherfuckers know all about it. They immersed in that shit. Mm-hmm. It's just rampant, you know. I don't. I just don't trust them. I don't fuck with nobody like that. Yes, sir. Yep. I told my wife, if I go down, I'm taking a whole lot of motherfuckers with me. If I'm innocent, I'm taking a whole lot of motherfuckers with me. I'm taking everybody with you. Oh, yeah. Now, if I'm guilty, I'd be like, if I'm guilty, I'd be like, yeah, you caught me. But if I'm innocent and you fuck with me, oh, no, no. No. My dad used to always say, shit, when I'm right, you got to fight. <laughs> yeah, you be up in court like Nino Brown. <laughs> I ain't going to make it to court. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Dave. Well, look, I, I got to get up early myself. It's been real, brother. I appreciate yes, the lesson. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom, brother. Yes, sir. All right, bro. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.